This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, also known as the IPC, and we're broadcasting, of course, live right here on channel 1138.com and also coming to you through the power of iTunes and Google Play. And you can also find us on StarWarsUnderworld.com, also a great source of Star Wars news, if I do say so myself. And uh, we got another awesome episode for you guys tonight. I know, I say that every time. But I mean it every time, and this night is no different, and this episode is going to be a bit of a different one, actually. I think you guys are going to be quite pleased with what we've got coming down the pipe for you. But uh, before we get into it, of course, introductions are in order. Um, Joining us, first off, not Zach Arnold. He will be here shortly. I promise. He's literally on his way. But back again, because he's basically an unofficial co-host now. He's been with us for many times talking about Harry Potter and all kinds of sorts of stuff. And uh, he also did the fantastic John Williams episode with us last week. Well, let's have him back. Mr. Dominic Jones from the Star Wars Network. How you doing, man? Hey, Ben. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be on this week to discuss how Kathleen Kennedy has been fired. She's never coming back. Last Jedi uh, is not canon anymore. Oh, wait. What's that? Oh, oh, she's been re-signed for three years. Oh, she's a talented movie producer who's done a fantastic job with the Star Wars franchise. Oh, oh, those YouTubers were lying to me for the past six months? Oh, What? Somebody said something that wasn't true on the internet? Oh, man, does Trump know about this? Big uh, news. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, uh, it's great to be back. And uh, yeah, I guess you, you couldn't get rid of me after... Um, I've been like an every other week. I was... I've, what is that? Out of <laughs> the last five shows, I've been on four. So you, yeah, you really can't get rid of me. I won't be here and next we week. Did... I promise that. I'm going to be in New York. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We did not plan this. Yeah. But it's like, it just happened this way. And you know what? No one's complaining because we love having you. And, Thank you know, you. It's, been a, it's, it's been a fun ride. And we're going to continue it tonight because we put out a call to you guys to literally ask us anything. I would say it's an AMA, but it's actually an AUA, ask us anything. We put out the call for you guys to send us any and all questions so that you could grill us on literally anything and get our takes and 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 dig up our deepest and darkest secrets. And, you know, some of you hit pretty close to the mark. Looking at the show notes now, you, some of you pretty deep cuts. And I'm interested to actually answer as many as possibly we can, and thankfully we got Dominic on here with us, so he's yeah. going to answer those questions too. Even though you're intending them for us, we're just going to mix it up, and yeah. Dominic's yeah. going to answer them too. There, and there's a couple of ones that are specifically for Zach. So if Zach doesn't get here on time, I'm going to answer those as Zach. I'll, I will do my best, uh, my best to get in, into the mind of uh, Sharkbait Arnold over there. That seems fair. I mean, he should be here by now. So you know, <laughs> it just it only seems fair. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but 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 before we get to that, and we'll 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 wait up a little while for, for Zach as he's on his way. But uh, we got a bit of news to talk about, so let me jump into that right now. And uh, the first order of business is a couple trailers that actually dropped this week, and the first one is a little trailer for the upcoming X Men Dark Phoenix trailer, mm. and uh, it's the I'm. I'm assuming it's going to be one of the last X-Men movies from Fox. Yeah. Um, I mean, assuming with all the tumultuous things going on with Fox and them being poss- probably acquired and absorbed by Disney. Um, still, we got this trailer. And I don't know if you got a chance to actually watch it, Dominic, but what do you think? Yeah, so I, I just watched it like for the first time a couple minutes ago just before we started. Uh, I think it looks cool. I think like the biggest, the biggest problem with this movie is that x-men apocalypse exists and it's almost seems like i don't know it (laughs) it sort of seems like the beginning of this movie is very similar like like the setup feels like they almost sort of went oh apocalypse didn't work well let's try something else but let's just use the exact same setup um but it looks good i you know i i i've I've always enjoyed the the x-men movies and and i i really did enjoy the um the the younger cast the first class cast um i thought first class and uh, Age, uh days of future past were uh solid movies very enjoyable and uh you know i, I was really looking forward to apocalypse and was kind of a, a, a smidge let down by it or maybe more than a smidge uh but i'm certainly willing to give uh give this one a, a, its due and uh you know who knows you know the x men movies they've been hit and miss but I, I i'm still willing to give them the the benefit of the doubt here yeah, for me, speaking of Deep Dark Secrets, um, I have not seen a full one of these movies yet. Seriously? Seriously, I've huh. not sat through one of them yet. Um, I almost, almost <laughs> went to uh, Apocalypse. Okay. Almost. Okay. And then I didn't. Mm. So... It just hasn't happened yet, and I've been I've been hearing a lot of good things. I've been hearing a lot of bad things. Um, but like I, I'm also like I'm of the camp of like I've always been of the mind that there eventually this is going to p- become part of the MCU. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. get like Disney is gonna get the rights to this back, and you're gonna have X Men in the MCU, and the MCU is really where my, I'm invested with Marvel, mm-hmm. and so like everything else. Even back when Spider-Man was in the MCU, I'm like, I'm not sure how I much care about this because it, it's just eventually going to get rebooted and put in the MCU. And guess what? It happened with Spider-Man. Um, Fantastic Four, you know, it's going to happen eventually. Um, so, you know, it as far as just looking at this trailer at face value, like, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hope, I mean, speaking of, like, going forward with this and knowing the context of this trailer and what's going to be happening to these movies. Like, I hope this is a fairly good ending for this story. Yeah. Like, cause I don't think they're going to be folding this into, I don't think they're gonna be folding this continuity, which I've heard is very convoluted oh, into it is. the MCU. I think they're pretty much going to be starting over mm-hmm. if the X-Men show up in phase five or six of the MCU. So, like this could be the last X Men movie, which is kind of sad for people who have seen and watched and enjoyed a lot of these movies. I, I you know, if, if I definitely feel for them. If I'm not mis- mistaken, there is another X Men movie that is being made, but it's sort of like a spin off. It's um, it's um it's the one. What is it? It's the horror one. Yeah, it's the one with um, Zach is really into that one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the one with Arya from Game of Thrones in it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, so the, so it, that will probably be the like the last, the last last one. But you're right; this should feel like a bit of an endpoint. Although, I mean, ult- really, the the ultimate endpoint would have been uh, Days of Future Past. That the, the that has an epilogue to it that is very, um, very feels very final on the universe. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of got that extra chapter with Logan that again felt very final. Um, and, and then these ones, I don't know, they, with, um, like I said, with, with apocalypse, it kind of felt like it was kind of spinning its wheels and hopefully, and I, and I worry about this one that it might be doing more of the same, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, where it winds up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it looks very, it looks similar to other things. I know a lot of people, and I am kind of familiar. I've seen bits and pieces of Last Stand, mm. and I know people well, yeah. are drawing comparisons to that, being that it was a lot of focus on Jean Grey and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know where that comes from, um, but you know, who knows? Well, like, you know, if, I, I if hope not, this is like something new. If I'm not mistaken, both this and X Men Three were based on the same comic book story called Dark Phoenix. Uh, and it was, people really did not care for the last stand when it came out. They felt they, they felt they butchered that storyline. And this is a, in essence, a chance to get that right. They're redoing it and a chance to, chance to get it right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I, you know, I, it took me a while to get into the X-Men movies. I, I'd kind of been peripherally aware of them, uh, up until first class, which was the first one I watched. And I really, I watched it back in like 2013 because at the time we thought the guy who directed that was going to direct episode seven. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm (laughs) going to do some research. Uh, And I watched that. I'm like, Oh, this is really good. I want to go back and watch all the other ones. And that's when I went back and, and watched uh, that, that original trilogy, so to speak. Uh, And then the the Wolverine standalones and, and everything at the time was building towards days of of future past. And so that was a lot of fun going into that movie, sort of doing that rewatch. And I would recommend that you go back and watch uh, the first two X-Men in particular, and really that entire original trilogy, just because they, it is sort of a a bit of a lesson in uh, superhero movie history. You know, like these are some of the very early ones that really, along with the, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies really sort of kicked off the modern era. They laid all that, all the groundwork that uh, Iron Man kind of picked up on and, and the MCU has since taken and run with and, and done really impressive things with. Yeah. It's funny. I've just recently gone through this, the, the original, the original Spider-Man trilogy, um, the Raimi trilogy, and I got through First Man, and then I just recently, a couple weeks ago, watched Spider Man Two, and like they're they're very dated, and they're very like you know you can tell like they were made you know early two thousands, like they look that, yeah. But still, a lot of that essence, a lot of that feeling, and that we get now in the MCU is there. And the and the MCU, in my opinion, and in, in, in a few other people's opinion, I, I, I would think has still yet to live up to having a moment as impactful as the the uh, the train scene in Spider Man Two, like that That's moment. Some pretty heavy stuff. It's so good, and that, that was one of those moments that really showed um, what superhero movies could be. And and I that's something I think is missing from a lot of 
contemporary superhero movies is that sort of moment, uh, those those sort of quieter moments that the hero spends with the the citizens of the city where the citizens are in a way inspired by what the hero has done. And that that's true in that Spider-Man scene, you know, with the, the kids saying, we won't tell anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and all the, the them sort of going like, wow, he's just a kid. Uh, all the citizens saying that. And, and the Dark Knight had that really great moment where the, the convict takes the, the bomb away from the, 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 the trigger away from the, the guy and throws it out the window and everybody sort of, you know, Batman tells the Joker, these people, the city has just shown you or whatever. <laughs> they're willing to, <laughs> they're willing to believe in good. Uh, and, and to be honest, like the first Avengers movie and, um, what's the other one? Uh, um, Winter Soldier have both had moments like that where you kind of have the heroes inspiring people. But I, I feel that's something that's frequently missing from, the the more recent superhero. I movies. feel like I feel I feel like as much as I feel like the MCU has some great emotional moments on top of some great actions like that. I I will admit that like I think it does. I mean, as far especially like you get into like Infinity War mm-hmm. like that. Like it's all about the connectivity, and I feel like the the. The better thing about the Spider-Man, those Raimi movies, is the fact that it's just about Spider-Man. Yeah. You have those you know, sly references, but it's mostly about developing that character. It's not about them. Like, My only real criticism, I think, of like Spider-Man Homecoming would be like, there's a lot of Iron Man in that movie. <laughs> like, it's not like – it's not focused on like Spider-Man. You know, Peter just being him and, and trying to think like it's, you know, Iron Man interacting. It's all these cameos like that, which is great. I love I love the MCU. But like you get back to Spider-Man 2 and it's like like it just na- it just totally nails the idea in that this guy's on his own. You know, he's got so much responsibility and life freaking sucks for him. Mm-hmm. All of his friends have disowned him. His, his family is in, in shambles like Peter Parker in that movie. He's just so relatable mm-hmm. and he's so great and i think a lot of these other movies can get caught up in the grand yeah. oh we're out in space we're out and do this and while this stuff's great it also can take away from the emotion yeah i think ultimately you can judge how good a superhero movie is by how good its quiet moments are more than its mm-hmm. action scenes is because those are the moments that that tend to stay with you it's the exciting moments and the the quiet moments and you think about something like infinity war um actually it actually did a a really good job at having both those sort of like thrilling everybody cheer moments like when thor shows up in in wakanda uh or but also having uh the other thing that people talked a lot about was the moment between thanos and, and and gamora and it was a very sort of quiet it was a quiet scene it wasn't about a big explosion or a big uh visual effects effect although that was almost an entirely digital set <laughs> but <laughs> it it, uh, it 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 that those were sort of the really um those those were the really great moments and and it's the movies um it's movies like ant-man like the ant-man movies or doctor strange um uh, I th- that don't really have those good quiet moments that I think are the ones where it's sort of like at least for me I'm like oh, I don't really care for that and honestly I kind of put like Civil War in that category too like it had some <laughs> quiet moments but they just weren't very good in my opinion I'm I'm Civil War Civil War before Infinity War Civil War was the 
was the best Avengers movie. Mm. It, re- it but it was like I think, it, I think it, because before. it had so much packed into it, it had lost some of the momentum that Winter Soldier built up about just being focused on a few characters. Well, it was I, about this yeah. wider MCU, and that's what I liked about Winter Soldier was that it, it refocused the story on Cap and his like immediate relationships. And yeah, you had lots of sort of other characters like Falcon, like uh, Winter Soldier, obviously, like Natasha um, and and Fury, and all those characters. Like you had the, the, those characters around them, but. It didn't feel like they began to overshadow the story. Uh, I, I, I do hope, like, going into the next phase, that once Avengers 4 wraps up, that it can get maybe back to that. Maybe they can have kind of a fresh start. Yeah. It's not about building up to Thanos or anything big. It's about giving these more personal stories to each individual character. And then, yeah, okay, eventually we'll get to Avengers 5, and it'll be about getting the band back together. But, like... Well, yeah, and, oh. and it's sort of like, who knows what? the mcu will look like after the next avengers movie and yeah and with yeah. and also with something you know with also like having guardians on hold like you know you're, you're you're really uh cutting down on on the number of familiar characters you're going to be going to who are going to have standalone movies i mean you'll have black panther spider-man i don't know who else <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah i mean I, we're hoping for a whole new roster of characters I think that's the most exciting thing about that is like what's going to change about the universe. And I think, you know, just the development, the further development of the overarching story, but also like getting these new characters and seeing how they develop and how they interact. And, you know, that's that's the that's the that's what it has. That's what the MCU has going for it. Yeah. All that to say, uh, <laughs> hopefully Dark <laughs> Phoenix has some really good uh, and hopefully good quiet and hopefully this is a good ending. It's a satisfying movie that everyone loves. And they can say, hey, it's a good send off for the original X-Men or this original timeline or whatever. And then we can bring the X-Men into the movie sometime. And he brings back some of these actors, you know, obviously, like, you know, you've got, you know, all I, these now, guys. I, I think they should just recast, just recast. Recast them all. The, like the, they, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Hugh Jackman is going to be in the MCU at some point. I would bet money on it. How how much money? <laughs> I mean, this is like one of those bets I can never win in, until Hugh dies. Twenty bucks. I will bet you twenty bucks. <laughs> all right. So hope, hope, I guess I'm just... listeners, you are our witnesses. <laughs> all right. I'll I'll take the bet. I'll take the bet. And um, I don't know how old is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to your payout in thirty-five years or something. <laughs> hmm. I don't don't really want to. Uh... Nah, he's never he's never going anywhere. He's ageless. Yeah, you're right. One you're of those. Right. He's I, one of those. I, he's, look, he's he's probably in the same cult that that Tom Cruise is in. Yeah, probably. No, okay. Here's what I'll, what I'll say. Maybe they give Hugh Jackman a Lou Ferrigno style cameo in the cool. re in the rebooted X Men. If like See, when they first bring the X Men in, maybe Hugh Jackman is there as a security guard or as yeah, a bar see, as a like, bartender. There you go. Take that see, idea, I'm Feige. All, I want, want in the next Spider Man movie. I want them to have Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in there, <laughs> and they're playing. And and Tobey Maguire is the science teacher. Yes, oh. it's Peter's science teacher, and then Andrew Garfield is. I don't know the the algebra teacher or something like something that. Like, like just, that, they're yeah. just people that work at the school and they just have one moment. It's like, Peter, are you paying attention? Like, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Andrew Garfield could play angry, but maybe he could be like J. Jonah Jameson. 
I still think the best like casting rumor that never panned out was Ice Cube as J- Jonah Jameson. That. I thought that would have been so good. <laughs> Just I have know. him play the character he played in um, 21 and 22 Jump Street, which I think is just basically him being him and just have him be there being like, yo, I need pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> you know? Like, I would be so good. It'd be so good. Yeah, if you can't, if you can't get the original, get, get Ice Cube. He would be great. Yeah. But, uh, what else we got? What else we got? Well, of okay. course, do you want do you want to talk about Kathleen Kennedy for a few minutes? You want to do? Well, we you would... did mention you did mention it off the top, so we may as well address it. Yeah, I mean, this is so, something. This is yeah. something we'll, we'll we'll cover. You and I will cover. I'm sure very in depth uh, on the Star Wars Underworld podcast at some point. But uh, it was announced today that Kathleen Kennedy had been had 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 her contract with Disney slash Lucasfilm renewed, so that she will remain president of Lucasfilm. Uh, for the next three years so that'll take her through 2021 uh to which uh, the reaction has been uh, a lot of celebration in most places and some uh ludicrous <laughs> ludicrous uh explanations from all the people who uh spent months uh benefiting from uh YouTube, not, not speculating ad- yeah demanding slash you know well, swearing up and down that she was gonna get fired well like, they made, today. they got all the all that money from the youtube ads uh on their videos where they declare that it was happening and that at the end of september she would be fired and here we are september 28th just a couple more days left in the month and she gets a she gets a, a shiny new contract extension i just i love it it's it's, it's so satisfying yeah. like and i'm not I I know I got a couple people on at one Twitter coming at me. Well, you can't disagree with what she's doing. Like like, of course, of course, you don't have to love everything Kathleen Kennedy is doing at Lucasfilm. You don't have to love the new Star Wars movies. Like that's fine, but constantly going on Twitter and demanding that she be fired, or or worse, starting a doing a YouTube videos like every other week talking about how. That she's definitely going to get fired because I didn't like the last Star Wars movie or this movie. Like, you're – no. Like, no. That's just bad. Like, stop. Please. Yeah. Um, so – and it's and it's so glad to just be vindicated and just like, just like losers. Just, you know, hopefully – I know a lot of people will still go watch their videos. Please don't. No. <laughs> that they're full of crap. Well, yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. Know what you're watching. Like, know that it's not actual news. It's the difference between news and opinion. And if somebody's opinion is that uh, she should be let go, that's one thing. But if they're trying to tell you that that is factually what's going to happen, um, unless they're saying it's going to happen at, at the end of December 2021, that it's just not true. Uh, they're they're, yeah. they're spreading lies and and disinformation and yeah it's a uh, you know you 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 use the word uh, vindicated and that was sort of how i was feeling when i saw the news and i was talking about this with somebody else i'm like i really shouldn't feel vindicated about somebody else getting uh their contract renewed but and especially you know somebody who's like a hollywood producer like that's like the you know but because there's been all this nonsense in uh in uh, popular culture surrounding this for the past uh, couple of months, it, it did feel nice to, to see it. And, and, you know, everybody felt, uh, felt good for Kathleen Kennedy. 
Yeah, my, my heart did skip a beat when I saw the Variety article pop up. Because <laughs> I'm like, because I'm in the, I'm in the standpoint, like, it it doesn't have, her potentially leaving Lucasfilm doesn't mean she was fired. Mm-hmm. It mean she's just, she's just tired of us, for one, but also, you know, just, she's, she's ready to move on or whatever. She could be getting a higher position somewhere else, like, any possibilities could be happening, and she could be retiring or whatever, like even so soon. And I didn't want that to happen, but also like no matter what happens, you'd have the idiots online going like, well, she was fired and all this kind of stuff. And they would be talking about it for years and years to come. Yeah. And just to have this flat out thing, like just because that, that's the thing that, that I've been added at on Twitter so many times, which was Kathleen Kennedy's getting fired and Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to be, you know, canceled or whatever mm-hmm. and this is the thing that over and over and over and i'm like ryan johnson just said he's doing his trilogy yeah. and they're like oh no no he's lying they're just they're just so in denial and then just to have this go like in your face in your face like you're yeah. just you have no concept you you're you're not thinking mm-hmm yeah, it's, it's and and I I feel bad for her if she ever actually does want to retire because there will yeah. be such uh you know that that sort of uh nonsense isn't going to go away. But yeah, so it's a uh, so congratulations Kathleen, I guess is the the point of all of that. Uh it's good to see uh she'll be sticking around making Star Wars movies for at least another 3 years and uh one other thing that was kind of interesting in the uh, announcement uh or in the uh the uh Hollywood Reporter story actually is they kind of said uh, something we've been speculating a lot about uh, on Star Wars Underworld that seems like TV is going to be the future for, for, of, of Star Wars in the immediate. And uh, there are uh, they were also sort of saying that uh, their casting is underway for uh, the Favreau uh, series and uh, mm. filming is uh, maybe beginning as soon as next week. So by for the, the Favreau ta- show for the Favreau show. Wow. Yeah. Um I so I I uh I, I get email updates from makingstarwars.net. Uh they just, you know, you sign up for their mailing list. And this has some sometimes has some benefits because uh the email came in. I saw a story that's that had that headline that they that's what they were reporting that it might start shooting next week and there were some pictures from the set. But when I went to click through to that article that the the email was linking to, it was gone. <laughs> so, oh boy! I don't know. But one of the pictures did appear to actually show John Favreau on set. Hmm. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'll have to, to be I'll so have, close. I'll have to send you that. But yeah, so it, uh, like that show is going to be on. Uh, you know, whenever I think they want that show ready for when that app launches. Yeah, and I mean, like I, you know, I feel like I feel like there's definitely a precedent for like I'm starting to believe we may not get a film in 2020. Yeah, that it may just be TV shows, and there's going to be enough TV shows. Yeah, that we'll have res- we need to move. Yeah, there'll be a Resistance. There'll be the Favreau show, and there will be the Return of the Clone Wars. So I, you know, there's uh there, there's um okay so apparently trains are canon now yeah <laughs> well <laughs> yeah um and a, i see a giant rock i see a, a dumpster i see wood so go to the other picture the other picture is far more interesting 
Okay, okay, hold on. Because that looks like Tatooine. Oh, I, it didn't pop up. Okay. Yeah, that looks like oh, Tatooine. Oh, now I see. And you can kind of see it looks like they circled Favreau on there. And that, oh. that does that's John's body type that kind of looks like his hair. That's, that's the way he dresses. Go. So, man. I don't that, know. I, that's exciting. I I didn't I didn't expect to see this now. I wonder. I did not ex- yeah, I'm wondering if we can expect like a, a a PR release about this like early next week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something I mean, on something on StarWars.com saying, "Hey, we're I mean, that's been we're the that's been the kind of the the procedure for the films is they kind of wait until you know either I, right before filming or as filming is getting started to here's the cast, here's what we're doing. I'm impressed um, that none of the cast has leaked out yet. If if they yeah, really are starting to shoot as soon as next week, I'm surprised none of the cast is out there. Because do you think about all the movies? Uh, Force Awakens. Uh, they Adam. They had Adam Driver. They the press had Adam Driver way out in advance. Uh, Oscar Isaac uh, was was uh, reported in advance. Boyega as well. Uh, Rogue One. Uh, Felicity Jones was rumored way out in advance. Ben Mendelsohn, Riz Ahmed, both were were rumored. As was Diego Luna. Uh, episode Eight. Benicio del Toro. That was like a known thing. He was talking about it. <laughs> it was so out there that he started talking about it. Uh, Solo. I mean, everybody knew. Everybody knew who Alden Ehrenreich was gonna. <laughs> be on um even and then but then also it was reported that uh you know donald glover and, and woody harrelson were, were going to be in the movie uh and then uh with episode nine the um gary russell thing got out there so yeah yeah you know, it's uh it's exciting times exciting times when you when you and when you said that they were going to start filming i would my first thought was like Oh, maybe it's test shoots. Maybe it's screen tests or whatever. That's possible. But this is not. This is not testing. Like these are sets. I know you guys listening can't see what I'm talking about here, but hopefully we'll, I'll, I'll try to. Well, yeah. What? We'll, 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 hopefully the pictures get posted. Hopefully, making Star Wars posts them so that if, everybody. If they can do see get it. posted publicly or somewhere, I'll try to link it in the show description so you guys can see this. But uh, it's. Uh, but it's, I mean, these are full-fledged sets. Like, this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like this is anything test. I feel like this is setting up for something. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Definitely. Definitely. Very exciting. A lot of stuff exciting. Okay, so there, I believe there was some Doctor Who stuff that was yeah. going on. I'm not, I haven't heard anything about this, but I, I know you mentioned something off the top. So, uh this just today, actually, as we're recording this on Friday, they dropped a the first uh, preview clip for the new season, like uh, a proper scene. Now, uh, people that pay attention to the, to the internet will have seen part of this this clip uh, way back. I think in July, it got leaked on Twitter <laughs> somehow, uh, and so that was our, our first look at at Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor interacting with uh, two of her her future uh, companions. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the scene looks great. The, the acting is, is fantastic. I, 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 everything I love, uh, I love everything that we've seen from, uh, from Jodie Whittaker so far. And it seems that the doctor does not remember who she is. Uh, she's saying she doesn't remember her name and that she's looking for a doctor in this scene. And, uh, but, but she also does remember being Peter Capaldi. So, you know, there's some, <laughs> some memory issues going on for our, our favorite Time Lord there. So uh, the scene is excellent. If, if folks are, are looking forward to this, uh, this new season, they should uh, seek that out. But, uh, Ben, I think, uh, I think somebody else is here. Are they? Are we, are we, do we have company? 
I think we've got company. We've got Imperial Entanglements. <laughs> Do we? Show yourself. No one's here. It's just us moths. <laughs> well, in that case, Ben, let's uh, let's, get, let's talk about Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, it's just, it's too bad Zach isn't here. He can't answer all his questions. Yeah, moths like to talk about Daredevil too. <laughs> okay, we have we have a meme joining us. First time on the show. There's a meme on the show. Moths, we love the light. Do you want to join the light? No, no, sorry, man, I don't. We know you love the light. You can't live without it. I think the moss been hitting the happy juice. <laughs> the happy actually, light. Actually, no, I, I, I don't know what the hell that was. To be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> It's actually like I got caught in a bit and I didn't know how to get out of it. <laughs> I, no, I really didn't. I was like, I got to roll with it now. <laughs> uh, the joys of podcasting, just getting hey, getting swept up in something. We get to have a lot of fun on this show, and this one's going to be a particularly fun episode. Uh, and AMA is always great. That's why we're doing it again. We did it last year. Doing it again now is just... It just makes sense. The timing's right, and uh, I'm especially excited that we get to have Dominic on the episode with us for this one. This is gonna be, this is gonna be fun. Thanks for thanks for waiting it out for me for a little bit. I, uh, you know, my schedule. I, I I always end up overbooking myself one way or another. But I'm here and I'm ready to go, and uh, I'm excited for Daredevil and everything that lies ahead of tonight's episode. Well, yeah, since you mentioned it, let's get into it. Yes, We got some some of the most exciting news to come out of the past few days, if I may say so. Um, Daredevil Season 3. We just got the word, seemed like just a few days ago, that we're getting Season 3, that it's happening, and it's happening. It's coming in October, I believe, and today we got a brand new Season 3 teaser. It's not very long. But it gives us a good look at uh, Wilson Fisk. He's back. And Daredevil, he's yeah. back also. He's not dead. And uh, he's uh, he's back in that black suit, which is kind of funny because like through the entirety of season one, you're like, when's he going to get the red suit? When's he going to get the red suit? And then he gets it. And then now it's like a throwback. Like everyone is excited that he's back in the black suit because it's a throwback to season one. Um, but Really great teaser. Zach, I know you really want to talk about this, so by all means, what would you think of the Daredevil Season 3 teaser? Man, I, okay, so first of all, Daredevil Season 3 has been hinted at since Iron Fist Season 2, which mm-hmm. was really cool to me. I was not expecting a post credit scene to happen in the TV series, and I for sure wasn't expecting Season 3 to be as quick a turnaround from iron fist as it was i was very surprised by that but in a very pleasant way the marketing team for daredevil is on peak right now it is on fire because they're doing everything right they are firing on all cylinders in my opinion this is the way you market and pitch a show like daredevil and they're doing it brilliantly and it, it was no different with this teaser i mean everything from 
the post credit scene up to now has just been flawless. And I am very, very, very excited for what they're going to do because seeing the Kingpin's white jacket just solidified for me how much respect they're going to pay to the comics. And that's a big, big deal for me. I haven't read a whole lot of the Daredevil comics, but the comparisons that they're making online side by side just like reaffirms my faith that they're not just pulling the name Daredevil, just pulling the name Wilson Fisk and trying to find some way to make it fit. They are actually looking at their rivalry from the comics and applying it to an adult TV series. And I really, really respect that. So the white jacket was fantastic. The post credit scene was fantastic. The, the the older suit paying respects to season one, which I thoroughly enjoyed season one. It's what got me hooked on, you know, Marvel Netflix TV shows. And then there's also the posters. Have y'all seen the posters that are going around online, like the the preview images that they're doing? I maybe they'll, no. they'll just they'll just do like a cityscape, and they'll have like a person in it. Usually, it's Matt Murdock. It'll have the Daredevil logo in it. It'll tell you it's returning October nineteenth to Netflix, and then the caption of it is scripture verses because Matt's Catholic. And one of the most poignant ones is is Daredevil with his arms out, almost like a cross. And the caption simply reads Romans chapter 2, verse 8. Out of curiosity, I just went and looked at what Romans chapter 2, verse 8 says. Get a load of this. It says, but he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth, and instead live lives of wickedness. Damn. Like, holy smoke. Not only is it like, it's it's quoting scripture, yes, and it's twisting it to its own connotation and context, yes. But that's part of the brilliance of the writing, is, you know, somebody wrote on, on my post and, and, and posed a very good question and said, is Matt living a life of wickedness? Is he the one living that life? Because he takes justice into his own hands and enjoys the violence. These are the questions that we ask of Daredevil. And I can't wait to see those kinds of moral questions. I was about to say morality, and then I was like, no, that's not right. Moral questions that get explored in season three. I just can't wait also wilson fisk one of my favorite villains of all time so i'm super stoked that he's back too oh totally totally yeah i I completely agree uh dominic did you get a chance to see this i did um i haven't watched daredevil in quite some time i I watched the first season and i really dug it um but i I didn't make it through the second one so and, and i haven't watched most of the uh netflix shows since since then <laughs> um so I, i'm a little bit out of it when it comes to it comes to this stuff but it is a it, it is uh a very cool teaser and i i do i always enjoy anything where they kind of juxtapose the hero and the villain the way they do in that trailer and uh yeah so i i might i might try and jump back in with season three uh depending on how much ketchup is required um 
uh, but uh, it, at the very least, it's a it's a, an excellent teaser. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I I I think I too didn't another confession here. I never made it through <laughs> season two, not because I didn't enjoy it. It just I stopped, and you know how you like you'll stop certain shows. Like I'm gonna come back to this, and then you never do. That was me with season two of Daredevil. Like I've seen everything else. Like literally, I've watched every other show except Punisher. I think I think Punisher's the only one that I actually haven't caught up on. But um, so like still, I, I'm like this is motivating me to go. Okay, I've got to go back and finish season two and, and get into this because this looks really great. And just bringing back, I think that first season of Daredevil really truly was the moment that we all kind of fell in love with these Netflix shows. Like okay, this is this is great. Like, this is good stuff. This is different. And I think, honestly, I think, I mean, we were talking about the MCU earlier. I think what they're doing with some of the Netflix shows, especially Daredevil season one and even season two, is better than some of the movies, to be quite honest. Like, it's oh, really yeah. like, like, it oh, really yeah. is like just the quality and stuff. And being that we're in this age where television and long form entertainment really is kind of the gold standard in you know, the stuff that's really catching people's attention. Um, Marvel's been killing it with these. Um, you know, they're not all been good, but I think they kind of, they started really strong with Daredevil. It kind of went into a slump and kind of slumped out at, at Iron Fist season one, and it's been steadily building back up. I think Iron Fist season two was an improvement. Um, Jessica Jones, eh, um, and uh, Luke yeah. Cage, I, I've enjoyed. Um, so I'm totally looking forward to this. It's I, I mean, it, it's really apropos that it's this close to Halloween, in my opinion, because this is probably one of the darker TV shows you're going to watch. Ooh, yeah. it, it's it, it it's very. Oh, man, there, there was one scene in season one where the, the kingpin takes one of his lackeys and he's he's really ticked off at him for interrupting his dinner date. And he ends up like slamming his car door on the guy's neck repeatedly classic scene until he beheads him like you don't see that kind of stuff on tv very often you don't see it in the movies very often it like set the tone for how different that show was going to be and it's just carried that tone ever since dom you asked about how much ketchup is involved Honestly, I feel like if you wrapped up season two and then maybe watched the Defenders, you would be you would be pr- pretty well caught up with okay. the events that are happening in season three because they kind of assemble the other characters pretty well in Defenders, but there is a pretty big moment in Matt Murdock's story that you'd probably need to watch okay. in the Defenders. All right, but but so but you said you were in the middle of season two, so that's you know maybe four or five more episodes plus the ten episodes the defenders have, and then you're ready to jump into season three. All right, all right. I'm, I'm I might see about uh, about going back and and uh, trying to get a little bit caught up. It's it's all about time and how little of it you have and how much of that little you want to devote to a TV series. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. Believe me. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's coming out October the 19th, and I've got it on my calendar. I am freaking ready for this show to come back. It's going to be on a Friday, so I'm going to probably start binging it that weekend because I don't have work that weekend. Uh, who knows? I, I may be done with 
season three in time for us to talk about it on the 26th. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm game. I'm game. So ready. Well, speaking of, speaking of ready, are we ready to field some of these questions that have been thrown our way? Let's do it. I'm ready. I Dude. think the listeners are ready, are, are past ready, because they sent us a lot of good ones. Dude. Okay, so last year when we went unplugged, we had a question that was like really, really thought-provoking and really made me think outside the box about my fandom and, and crossed over a lot of the different things that uh, I'm super interested in. So I'm excited that we have the potential to do that again tonight. Uh, Joey Mays, I got I to gotta hand it to the guy. He is a fantastic guest on the show. He is an amazing longtime supporter of the show. He's a patron of the program. And whenever we have these unplugged episodes, he never fails to throw us some awesome questions. And so we're going to we're going to lead off with his. And, and I, I mentioned him only because the question that he posed last year was really, really resonating with me as we were getting ready for this episode. He asked us last year, he asked me in particular. Um, what would your Star Wars baseball starting lineup be? Oh, oh I remember this. What? Oh, that was great. Oh, my God. Like, can you imagine how difficult that must be, Dominic? Like, I racked my brain for days trying to come up with an appropriate answer for that. I really did not know how to come up with something. And then, and then he followed it up by actually sending us a picture of <laughs> of the lineup that I sent him. And it was absolutely amazing. So I'm going to try and forward it to you guys now. Because uh, this happened June of last year. So it's September of 2018. So it's been just over a year since we've had one of these Unplugged episodes. And given how many questions we've gotten, I feel like it's about time. And we may have to make this like a regular thing. Because... Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. So he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna lead us off with a with a, with a softball type of question. Uh, it was also asked by uh, Jake Damon. Said, "What is your favorite podcast outside of the ones that you host?" Did you guys oh, come up well, with anything? So he, I guess I guess he thought we were gonna be like totally egotistical. My favorite podcast is the Star Wars Audible <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Dominic, do you have a good, a good answer? Oh, sure. I mean, I'm just, I just sort of pulled up the podcast app on my phone. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm just going to list a few, uh, a few of my favorites. Um, big fan of now this is podcasting for making Star Wars, uh, Steel Wars, also an excellent Star Wars podcast. Uh, Radio Free Scarrow, if you're into Doctor Who, Pod Save America. Uh, I think that one is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, the Leafs Geeks is a great hockey podcast. Love It or Leave It, uh, another excellent p- politics podcast. Muller, she wrote, pretty self-explanatory again there. Slow Burn, an ex- excellent uh, history podcast. Um, let's see, what else? Hysteria, very good. A very good show as well. Um, uh, but my absolute favorite podcast these days is called The Bugle. It's... Um, political news satire uh it's uh it's based out of the uk uh although they have uh comedians from around the world on and uh it's one that i looked forward i look forward to every saturday i like i can't wait and if it's not there i'm disappointed like i, I wake up and i don't see it i'm like ah uh, well I, I there's a there's a joke on the show of of 
uh, people always say to the producer, fuck you, Chris, because his name is Chris. And if I don't see it there on Saturday mornings, I'm like, oh, fuck you, Chris, uh, because he <laughs> didn't deliver my show. Uh, really, though, but it's a it's a great show. I, I was lucky enough to see a, the, uh, the the main host on it, Andy Zaltzman. I've seen his uh, his stand up act a couple of times, once when I was in the UK and once when he came to Toronto as part of a, part of one of his tours. Uh, it's It's very, very funny if you're into, you know, The Daily Show or Seth Meyers or, or anything like that. Uh, you'd probably really enjoy this. It's a very funny show. That is great. Um, for me, I uh, it it's hard. I do. I don't listen to. I don't listen to like I, I'm. I'm bad at like trying new podcasts. So it takes me a while to like expand my my parameters. But I'm, I'm gonna try to. I'll try to be as concise as possible. You you listen to a bunch there, Dominic, and <laughs> all great ones. A lot of them I have listened to myself. But Steel Wars is great. Now this podcasting is great. I'm gonna have to get. I I gave him a shout out last week, but thing one of my favorite podcasts right now is the soundtrack show mm-hmm. from David Collins. Yeah. Just like I've grown to appreciate um, shows that are like people that actually do the research and actually put in like give you like tons and tons of information that you can soak up. And soundtrack show is one of those. Um, also a great one that i recently discovered is do go on um they do like like reports on literally anything and it's three comedians trying basically trying to interrupt each each other as they're doing the report it's <laughs> hilarious and also very informative um and i have to give a shout out to uh, our buddy steel because i more easily one of the best star wars podcasts out there and uh really just a great listen every time and yeah. also very you know very educational at times too Certainly, yeah, definitely. So, Zach, do you, do you have an answer for this? Uh, I mean, I kind of do, I kind of don't. Admittedly, with my time parameters, I don't get a chance to listen to as many podcasts as I would like to. Uh, I have heard still a few times I love his work. Uh, I've got a friend who does a sports podcast here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area called Backyard DFW, and uh, he does a really good job of getting that local news that local podcasting talking about the cowboys talking about the rangers talking about some of the local universities and they put out pretty quality content and um shoot there was one other that i was thinking of but i I can't remember it off the top of my head now um those those are probably two of the ones that I, I listen to consistently. I don't host the SWU, so i'll plug the star wars underworld because <laughs> i love what you guys do and uh I'm I'm also gonna gonna plug our friends over at the Fandom Cantina. They've got a new show that's up and running, and it's uh, steadily growing. And they've also got a lot of really awesome content. And I'm just a guest on that one, so I can't say that I host that one either. So, those are those are probably the ones that I would make mention of first and foremost. Nice, nice. Um, so we better we better move on because there's a we bunch got, of questions. Yeah, there's we got a, a lot of questions. questions if We're you probably gonna noticed. have to like. We're gonna have to like give our answer and then give like our explanation in like thirty seconds or less. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so this one should be a quick and easy one. Favorite show on TV right now? I'm gonna throw it back to you, Zach. Um, it's not on TV right now, but it's coming back in December. I really, really love Seth MacFarlane's The Orville. Mm. I'm yeah. a, I'm a I'm yeah. a big fan of sci-fi. I'm a big fan of comedy, and they've been able to blend it in a way that actually reminds me of classic Star Trek episodes with a modern twist on it. So, uh, I would say the Orville. Good answer. Good answer, Dominic. What do you think? Uh, Better Call Saul. 
Better Call Saul. Huh? It's uh, I, I'm not usually one for uh, lawyer shows, but it is. Uh, it's so well written. It's so much more than just a Breaking Bad prequel. I, I feel so. I feel as invested in the story of Jimmy McGill becoming Saul Goodman as I did in the story of of Walter White becoming Heisenberg. Uh, and it's also it, it it can be super dramatic, uh, but it can also be funny as hell. And the the most recent episode had me in stitches. So yeah, Better Call Saul. <laughs> nice for me. I I'm debating on this because there's a lot of shows that I would be up there as like you know best shows ever but like for me personally ones that are going right now i would have to say arrow to be honest like i that show has it's one of the first shows that i like started like that i binged and then i kind of followed from kind of season two on and it went through some uh growing pains let's put it that way was not very good for a while but i stuck with it and now it's back to being like great like it's easily the best of the Arrowverse shows to the point where i'm not even sure i'm gonna be watching i've said this more than once in the show before but like i'm not even sure i'm gonna go back to flash and all those other ones like but i'm i'm very much looking forward to the next season of arrow they're just doing like they've progressed that character and all those characters very very well i've really really enjoyed it this past couple seasons have been stellar and uh yeah so i'm that's got to be my answer nice Nice. So up next, we've got a most anticipated movie of 2019. Quotations outside of episode nine. Oh, man. (laughs) Man, Okay. There are other movies coming out in 2019. Oh, dude, there's a hell of a lot of movies coming out in 2019. I was just looking at it and I was like, holy crap. I don't know if I can pick one, honestly, because... You're going to have Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. You're going to have Captain Marvel. You're going to have Toy Story 4. Like, oh, there, wow. there's a lot coming out in 2019, actually. Like, when we do our top five most anticipated of 2019, I'm going to have a hard time narrowing it down. True, true. I got an answer for this. Do you want me to go ahead? Yeah, yeah by all means. All right, so my answer is pretty easy. Avengers four, <laughs> honestly, I, yeah. I th- even even I would even include episode nine. Like oh. I am, I am, like it, it, it's up there. It might even surpass episode nine. Like I'm so ready for that movie. Um, and I'm, but I, I, I mean, there's so many others. ones, like you said, like it's 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 still like it's an easy pick for me. But also, like there's so many others that are like second place. Easily. But, uh, uh, Dominic, do you have? Do you, do you, are you? Can you? Can you pick one? I, I kind of want to just like put my foot down and say episode nine, anyways. But I'll, <laughs> I'll play by the rules and screw uh, you, <laughs> screw you, Joey. Yeah. It's gonna be episode nine. It's my rules now, Joey. Um, but I, I will say, uh, the Lego Movie two, the second oh, part. Yeah, I'll get okay. I'll go with that one. I really dug the first Lego Movie. I'm still bummed that Phil Lord and Chris Miller didn't get to finish their Han Solo movie. Uh, and so I, I really look forward to seeing what they do with that. Nice. I wonder if they're gonna. I wonder if they're gonna end up making some sort of. I'm all alone. I'm solo. Some <laughs> kind of joke like that. Yeah, the they, where they, just... they they're about to make that joke, and then somebody comes in and says, whispers in there, and goes, "Oh no, no, you can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> or, no, we got, got it. We got a there... Star Wars reference in the first Lego movie. I don't think there's gonna be any Star Wars references in the or second one. If there's a Star Wars reference, it likes it happens, and then Ron Howard comes in, and it happens again. 
Oh, cut, man. cut. That wasn't right. <laughs> oh, man. That was a little too close to home. <laughs> uh, for me, this this is also a very easy pick. As much as uh, I'm excited about you know the, the prospect of traveling for episode nine and seeing you guys again, as excited as I am for the conclusion of the Avengers Infinity War storyline, uh, there's one movie coming out in 2019 that I am crossing my fingers and toes does not get postponed and that it turns out to be one of the best movies of the year. I am on the edge of my seat to see what they do with my childhood in the live action remake of The Lion King. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. That's going to be uh, interesting. John Favreau at the helm using the same animation style that they used for The Jungle Book, which was absolutely stellar. And putting it to that classic story, I can't wait. That's that that hopefully will be amazing. I, I think it should be amazing, just for the fact that they've done pretty good work with the uh, with the live action remake so far. So hopefully we'll get a good one out of that. Fingers okay. crossed. Fingers okay, crossed. so next one completely different. Piece of recording broad slash broadcasting equipment <laughs> you want the most. So we're talking more, more, more another podcasting question, a piece of equipment that you just got to have. Uh, I need either a bigger screen or a mixer. Mm. I've been using, I've been using this tablet thing, and it's it works well enough, but I'd like to be able to do other things in addition to the podcasting, and I'd like to be able to bring up other windows and articles and stuff like that without feeling like I'm super crunched. Sure. So. I'd, I'd like a screen and I'd like to be able to have more musically oriented shows like uh, like we have when Dom's on the program. So I'd like a mixer sometime down the road. Yeah. D- do does does time <laughs> does time <laughs> is that a equipment. requirement for equipment? Because I want more time to podcast. That's my that's mine. That's you know what? I'll allow it. I'll count it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I just need more time in general. Survey like, says it's gup and it's good. <laughs> it's gup and it's good. It's gup and it's good. It's gup and it's good. Mean, that's classic, classic Ben Hart. We're gonna have so many expressions coming out the gazoo in a second. <laughs> it's gup and it's good. There was no G in there. Yes, there was. <laughs> there really was. All right, Dominic, what do you got? Um, so uh, I, I'm mostly happy or i'm pretty happy with my actually i'm very happy with my my podcasting setup but if i uh the stuff i'm looking at uh upgrading is i i think i need uh, a preamp for my mic and i need some new external sound cards or i'd, I'd like to get those i don't need them obviously because the shows are, are running uh fairly smoothly but uh those are things that i think would uh heighten the uh production quality even more so yeah a, a preamp and uh some new external sound cards and more accurately, better external sound cards is more is more it. So basically, all of that was just a podcaster's Christmas list. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. So that makes sense. All right. Well, this I mean, a, Chris, Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah, hint, hint. you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay, so the next one is pretty pretty hard, if you ask me. Guilty pleasure that you otherwise wouldn't admit except when asked during an AMA. Wow, that's a good one. Oh, man. A guilty pleasure. See, I don't like this could go any direction. Yeah, it really could. It really, really could. 
Uh, I mean, so R.I.P.C. We've talked about like B movies. Am, am I allowed to say Zombies is my guilty pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I think so. I think so. Uh, I, I kind of am really digging the the low the low quality, low class, terrible B horror flicks right now. Like anytime I see them in the store, I just want to pick them up. And I saw an article not too long ago that said that watching those low production quality, low movie quality type films are actually a sign of heightened intelligence because you're watching it for the irony. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, well, that justifies it then. Uh, But if I had to pick something else, I'd probably just say something basic like whiskey. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 I don't really have a guilty pleasure I, i'm pretty open yeah, about this, about the stuff that i like you know um, i would start trying to think like the closest thing when it comes to like a movie or a tv show would be like star trek discovery <laughs> mostly because i don't think it's very good but i really enjoy watching it um <laughs> it's more, maybe it's more like it's more like some of the things i don't like that i'm kind of like uh, that I, I, i'm more like feel guilty about that like there's certain like i don't like i don't like subway like the sandwiches i don't like them they're not they're not for me i don't like sandwiches in general like i like hamburgers and pulled pork and that sort of thing but i don't want i don't want like cold cold cuts sandwich are I don't we want talking a sub- about food already i'm gonna have to leave <laughs> even go get something to eat um, so it's like, funny you bring up subway so i might have I might, I might have something to say about that later so there's there's, there's that also as a canadian i don't like maple syrup so i think that will probably oh get me what? that will get me expelled from the country someday. What? <laughs> guys, you your, can guys turn please. in your maple leaf and say you're sorry, Dominic. <laughs> you cannot don't tell him. Just like Spider-Man on the train, d- d- we're not going to tell anybody, <laughs> all right? Because we we're, we're sticking up for our friend Dominic. We do not want to see him get deported for his lack of 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 love for No, maple let syrup. him get deported. Come stay with me in Texas, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I I I we'll have we'll have so much fun up I, in here, up in here. Up in here, up in here. <laughs> I, I can't wait to go back to Texas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for I, me uh, well, go, ahead, go no, ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I just despite despite my, my lack of like for maple syrup, I do love my country. I do love my country. I just don't care for our <laughs> national export or whatever it is. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, much. so in my opinion, Crown Royal is your national export, but mm, fair enough. That's that's that's, it, it, because well, it's, it's it's guil- like, that's because it's my guilty pleasure. So it, it's, I'm a little tainted. It's like um uh maple syrup, crown royal royal, and actors named Ryan, I think is our uh, our, our our exports. <laughs> You're, uh, not <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Pretty close to the All right, Ben, what's your for guilty me, pleasure? For me, that's the thing. I don't like I'm not a very like I'm not a guilty person. I just I don't feel a lot of guilt. I, I'm usually pretty straightforward, and I don't like like I like I like like I like stupid action movies, but I don't feel guilty about liking them. I just like them. Um, the only thing I think of is like I love oversleeping, <laughs> what? but I always feel that, like guilty. I, that that is probably one of the best. Guilty pleasures I've ever heard of. 
Because I always so like good. I'm like I'm wasting time sleeping when I could be doing something. <laughs> so you get up and you feel guilty over your lack of productivity, and yet you still feel pleased with yourself because you slept. Yeah. That's why that's the struggle is real, man. Dude, that is like the Ugh. ultimate guilty pleasure. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's good. I like oh, it. Oh, man. That's, you know, like, I don't know if anybody can ever top that. That no, is the ultimate probably, guilty pleasure. Probably, but you know probably what? Not. Probably everybody feels that way. Because, like, oh, yeah. everybody loves sleeping oh, yeah. in. And nobody loves... Not alone. Yeah, nobody nobody likes it, like, when you, like, oversleep. And you're like, oh, crap, I'm late for work. But also, there's also that part of you that's, like, it was nice to sleep in until 1.30 today. <laughs> you know? one <laughs> thirty. I don't know. Cal, Cal Lee, I've, I've felt good about sleeping until 11 these days. Fair, yeah, no, I, I, I was intentionally Man, exaggerating, but yeah, I can do, I can do two, but that's only like two days a week. Max. Yeah, on Saturdays, Saturdays and, and Sundays, it's like one thirty, two o'clock is like pushing it uh, in terms yeah. of sleeping in, or that's yeah, really, the day, <laughs> really the crossed the when, line. <laughs> the days when you wake up and it's like, like, do I, what meal do I eat? Do I eat leg <laughs> breakfast? Do I eat, you know, lunch, or do I eat early dinner? Because it's just, it's all mashed together. Yeah. But... Okay. We got We got We got another easy one, or maybe it's it's not too easy. Um, <laughs> who knows at this point? I, I mean, who? I we'll find out. Favorite holiday. This one's easy for me. Christmas. I love Christmas. Ditto. Arbor Day. <laughs> You're just being a troll. Christopher <laughs> Columbus Day. <laughs> Ooh. Um... Yeah, no, Christmas. Obviously Christmas. Although close second, Halloween. I love how Hall- I will say the same. Love, I love Halloween Hall- decorations. I like the mood that it puts everybody in. Everybody is finally like getting into the fall spirit and they're kind of done with summertime and that kind of thing. Yeah. But there's just something about the Christmas spirit and Christmas movies and the the peace on earth, goodwill towards men that kind of stuff like i don't know it's the other thing is my parents go all out when it comes to decorating for christmas and so it's really fun being like clark griswold for a day essentially okay yeah yeah. i i I thought i thought i'd get a little bit better last from that you guys fell asleep during christmas vacation so You got to go back and watch Christmas Vacation I, I, so you can get that reference. I, I, I've seen Christmas Vacation. Maybe this is again. This is one of those like things where I'm I'm more guilty to admit the things I don't really care for, and I don't know. I, maybe I saw that movie too late, but I didn't. I, I'd seen it before when we before we watched it that time. I'd, I'd we're watched gonna it. Press on, and we're gonna yeah. have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny Bleeping K. It's got its moments. Don't get me wrong. When Santa <laughs> slides his fat ass down that chimney. He's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. <laughs> it's got its moments. It's got its oh, moments. Great. I don't it's deny it. It's not the it. best vacation movie, but it's great. Uh, it's, it's, it's my favorite because it's got uh, the, 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 the kid that plays Rusty ends up growing up to be Leonard from Big Bang Theory. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Did yep. not know that. that. Didn't know that. Yep. It's the it's the only vacation movie where Rusty is recast, I think, 
and they use. No, I'm pretty sure all the other ones he's recast. Are they all? Do they all get recast? Okay, but they, maybe he, they're they're recast. I know there's the one kid that's in the original one, and they're recast in European Vacation, Vegas Vacation. All of he's them recast. are different. He's recast. He's recast. He's recast. What's what's go- oh shut up? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> okay canceled tv show that you want brought back this is easy for me take it away this, this, this is no brainer but i want i want to see what you guys say first like what's what's a canceled show oh, that you Dominic, want to see please. back i honestly don't have one like all <laughs> my favorite shows either got their ending or have been brought back like up until july i would have said the clone wars but that's coming back Dang. Um, Brooklyn nine, nine was briefly canceled, but it was brought back. Community community was, was canceled and and brought back in kind of a weird way. Uh, arrest, (laughs) arrested development was canceled and brought back. Although hindsight being 2020, maybe it shouldn't have been, um, uh, you know, I, I, I really don't have one that's been canceled. Like most of them have, have made it through to the end. There's nothing, there's no show that I'm really, like look, I really look at it and go, man, I wish we'd gotten more of that. Um, I mean, I mean the uh, the obvious one is Firefly, but you know, I like that show. But I, I'm, it's not one that I'm really hankering for more episodes. If there were more episodes, I would enjoy them. But it's not one that I'm. I, I don't consider it one of my favorite shows, even though I liked it. So that it's, I, I, you know, I don't want to use that as my answer. So I, I just don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. I see. I know. I know everyone's gonna say Firefly, and I would say Firefly, and I would, of course, I would say Clone Wars if it hadn't already been brought back. But I'm gonna say a recent one, Timeless. Mm. I really enjoyed that show. Yeah, and it. It was canceled twice. <laughs> Literally, canceled. I think the second one they're like, "Okay, we're gonna give it a movie, and then we're gonna think." So, it, I mean, I guess it's coming back and it's gonna get an ending. But like the way season two ended, if you're familiar with that show, like there was some big things coming. Like there was some really good stuff coming in the third season, obviously, and they cut that series short. Like the second season is only like ten episodes. So, and it was a great show. I was glad to see Matt Lanter doing something else. Really cool. And uh, but yeah, cut short. I'd love to see more timeless, but alas, alas and alack. I was about to say Firefly, and then I remembered that there's actually another show that I wanted more of than Firefly. Even okay, uh, we we we've talked about Firefly plenty on the show. If you want to hear my thoughts on Firefly, go listen to one of the 15 episodes that we did <laughs> over the course of what was it 20. 20- 2016 or 2017 when we did the Firefly arc. The year before last, I think we we did yeah. the whole year. Yeah, we 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 spread it out and we covered every stinking episode. So it's there. Go listen to our archives if you want to hear my thoughts on Firefly. But um, there was there was another show that got canceled that was cut down in its prime, in my opinion, and was leading to a lot of really big things for uh for the universe and for the franchise and uh, just didn't have the views to warrant bringing it back for another season but i really believe that had it gotten a fifth season then star trek enterprise would have had a sixth season guaranteed mm-hmm. I, th- I, was, I thought you were i thought you were building to battlestar fantastic show huh. All right. i 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the, the Zindi War dealt with a lot of morality questions, a lot of moral conflicts, to the point where the 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 captain openly admitted that he was about to cross a line, and given the nature of their mission, it was likely not going to be the last time he ever did it. So this is before the Prime Directive. This is before they have uh, protocols put in place for first contact. This is before they have a whole bunch of rules and regulations guiding them the way you've got in Star Trek The Next Generation. They are out there on the frontier, and space is new and scary but exciting. And things were being set up in the fourth season to show the Romulan conflict. It was going to actually depict the Romulan War that sets up the neutral zone in Kirk's timeline and in The Next Generation. You were actually going to see Starfleet form the coalition that fights off the Romulans, that you know goes to war with them and, uh, and, and establishes a neutral zone that is put in place that, that lasts for over 100 to 200 years afterwards. Like it was going to be monumental for the whole series and leave lasting repercussions. And they were setting it up to happen starting in the fifth season. And then it got cut off. Wow. So I would love to have actually seen seasons five and six produced of Enterprise because I think they probably could have been two of the best seasons of Star Trek we've ever gotten. Yeah, those are the painful ones when you know it's going to a really cool place and then it just gets, you know, even though it's had a good run, it's still like there's more to tell and they just, they can it. And they didn't. And it had a really terrible way to like wrap up the series. It did like one episode that was kind of a cop out way of like bringing everything to a close and it was terrible. But the books actually saved it. There are about three books, three novels that are the size of the the Del Rey novels that you'll find from like the Thrawn trilogy or something like that. And they depict the war for you and actually give a lot of closure to the stuff that was left open-ended in the series. The only time I've ever seen a set of books save the conclusion of a franchise the way it did with Enterprise. Wow. Cool. So. Cool. Okay, so the next... The next little segment we've got here of Joey's questions. We're still on Joey's questions. We're he's got still so many. With, we're still um, with Joey. So he's got, I mean, the ones we just went through were for both of us. Obviously, Joey or no one else knew that Dominic was going to be here. So we're just doing all three of us. We're the glad to have ones, him, by the way. <laughs> of course. Of course. Thank I you, meant, thank no, you, thank I you. meant no disrespect. And. The he next just shoehorned ones. his way into our show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pissed yeah. off that he's here. Just, just totally invited him. himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the next ones are specifically for you or me, Zach. And yeah, me. and there's five each. So let's say we just alternate asking each other. And and while, yeah, that's fine. While you guys do and, this, I'm gonna work on my Star Wars baseball lineup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that for us, please. Uh, I sent my lineup from last year into the into the group chat, so you have some inspiration. I saw that. I saw that. Okay, Ben. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with one of his questions for you. Okay. Your favorite item on the menu at Rob's Barbecue on the side. <laughs> He's deep. I told you, deep cuts, deep I'm, cuts. No. Um, 
Oh, ha ha, deep cuts. It's a barbecue question. <laughs> Bada bing, yeah. Okay, so I think you've heard me talk about it before, but I'll mention it again. Oh, oh, uh, oh I know this one. I, you know, I, I've, you know this I've known going. you. I've known you for four. I've, I've done this show with you for four years. I've known you for like seven. I am betting I know what this is. Yeah, you know where this is going. The deluxe pork sandwich. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the pork, you got it on that jalapeno bun. It's it's normally speaking, like dinner, admittedly, I don't eat barbecue for dinner, but for lunch, most of the time it's barbecue and it's that sandwich. I have one today. Well, it's a classic. So, okay, so getting back to your questions, favorite of all your hats. Oh man. Oh, hard question. Yeah, it is because I own ninety of them. I, <laughs> for those of you who've never listened to the show before, I had this weird obsession with hats in my teenage years, and I've just kind of carried it into my adult life. Uh, most of the time, I get them like as souvenirs or something like that. But I've got some that I end up wearing more than others. Uh, so my most used hat is currently. I'm looking around in my room. That's why I sound a little bit distant at times. I'm looking, <laughs> looking at my options here. Um, my most used one is a, is a camo hat that's got my school logo on it. And uh, camo is just a really popular thing in Texas, and I like representing my school. It goes with a lot of stuff, and uh, and it's adjustable, so it kind of fits to the weather and the wind speeds and stuff like that. Uh, but I've got another one that's a fitted hat, that is the Rangers spring training and batting practice hat. It's two-tone. It's uh, it's blue on the crown and red on the bill. And it's got the Texas T in the middle, but the Texas T is outlined by the state of Texas. So there's like there's mm. like the there's like the the Texas Rangers T, the classic T. And then it's got the outline of the actual state of Texas going around it. So it's got the red, white, and blue, and it's got the state of Texas. It's got the Texas Rangers. I know they didn't have such a hot season this year, but they're the hometown team, and I'm going to be loyal to them. So those are those are probably my favorites. I've got a favorite adjustable and a favorite fitted. <laughs> nice. Nice. Let's see. What have we got for you? Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a really good one. Which Disney or Pixar movie is most embarrassing to admit that you have not seen? See, <laughs> Joey listens. Yeah, he Joey does. stinking listens. And he knows that when we're doing like these top five Pixar episodes and you're like, oh, uh, honestly, I, I, I haven't seen that one yet. Like he's getting it to the core, man. So what would you say your answer is? Oh, How do you man. answer this? See, I feel like there's two answers. There's the kind of the ongoing one for years that people talk about a lot, and that's Cars. I haven't seen any of the Cars movies. I don't think that's that that I don't think that one's that weird. Like if you told I I, I, you've said that before, I'm like, you know, the first one's good. (laughs) The first one's really good, Um, but the second it, one was crap yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> and the, shock and the, me the third one felt like they were trying to make up for all the crap they did in the second one i still feel like as many people talk about it all the time good or bad like i feel like i i have a responsibility to know what's going on and i don't 
I have no idea. Um, but the 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 kicker and the most recent one is Coco. Oh, and a lot of people talk about that one. I'm like, I haven't, I haven't seen oh, that one. Dude. Oh, no. I, you know you what? Know, I I think I've got the digital code for that. I think I'll try and send it to you so you can watch it. It's so it's <laughs> you so know what, worth it. You know what, Ben? I'm gonna let you off the hook here. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> and here's the sad yes! thing. Here's here's the sad thing. It's on Netflix here. I could watch it anytime, and I still haven't. And you I know, constantly, what? I constantly it go. Might be. I think it was on Netflix for a time. I think it. I think it might be. Yeah, maybe. I constantly see it when I'm like, "What do I want to watch?" And I think maybe this is going to be the day. And then I see something else. I'm like, "I'll get to Coco next time." And then it's always, it's always my next Dude, time. Always my the, next the, time movie. The animation, the characters, the music, the story. Coco is. Coco is on Netflix. They've got an English and a Spanish version. Wow. Dude, I've got to watch the Spanish version. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Okay. Can, okay. I, can, okay. I, can, okay. I answer, can I answer this one too? Because I'm, I'm, yeah, sh- I'm about to shock some people. I've never seen The Lion King. What? That's not a Pixar movie, but whatever. But he says, but, he says well, it's but, Pixar but he or said, Disney. He said, he, said, he said Disney or Pixar. Yeah. Oh, okay, his, okay. His question said Disney or Pixar. Oh. Yeah. But holy smoke. Yeah. Wow, you you. Uh, this is I, part of the reason I, I have like next to zero interest in the one coming out next year. Because <laughs> uh, I have no nostalgia see, for I, it. I'm so the opposite though, because that was like the movie I grew up on. Sure. Like I had it on loop. Like I had the, it on endless Dis- loop. The Disney movie that I grew up on was the the original uh, Peter Pan, like the uh, the animated Peter Pan. I so dug, I've I, never seen I that. Dug that. I look. See, that's unacceptable, Ben. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I I always loved that one, and like we weren't a super Disney household either, so we just never got around to the Lion King. Never got around to it. So, I see. I, we never. My family never got around to Aladdin. Mm. I can't, I, I don't. I, know I, don't I, I don't really know why. Yeah. I think it might have been the magic of the like the genie because they weren't crazy about um, Little Mermaid either, because of the the magic that Ursula dispenses onto wow. Ariel. Mm. It's funny how I've never seen. I've never seen. Uh, this is another one that's kind of embarrassing. Um, the Empress New Groove. I've oh. never seen. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of the classic just, ones I've never seen. Oh, com- you just ruined like a part of the night. <laughs> Uh, but, then, but then a Lion King, Aladdin, I've seen like a thousand times. So oh. like I could probably re- repeat them verbatim, like the dialogue. Like I know them Wait, by you heart. Can do that, you can do that with the Lion King? Uh, certain scenes, yes. Okay. Okay. The night is saved because I was going to do something from the Emperor's New Groove later, but we can just do it from the Lion King. Remind me. Possibly so. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we need to move on with these questions. We need to. Move yeah, on. we do. We got. We, do. we got. Okay. Next question for you is realistic dream job. Uh, a realistic dream job would be one day becoming the um, communications director for a school's athletic department. Hmm. And, and essentially, that's the the PR, the public relations. That's the 
communications that's uh, managing the broadcasting and uh, the communication with media. It's the publishing of the official team recap that goes on the school website, like that kind of thing. Um, and it, it, it has it has a lot of uh, record keeping. It has a lot of bookkeeping, uh, a lot of leadership, a lot of traveling and a lot of um, a lot of a lot of logistics and attention to detail. So that's uh, that's probably what I'm heading for. Uh, if if I if I stay the course and I keep doing something like this, then hopefully that's where I'll end up. Can, can I nice. just can I just say about this question? Realistic mm-hmm. dream job is kind of an oxymoron. Like, kind of. what's the point of being realistic with your dream job? Like what you're describing there, Zach, sounds like a goal. That sounds like a you know a, a legitimate career goal. A dream job is like I want to get paid millions of dollars a day to taste Oreos. You know, like that's 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 a dream I mean, job. I mean, that's, that's that's more that's more a dream than a job. <laughs> well, I I see. I think I think dream jobs are like your like outrageous sort of ideas. Like I want to be the first person to dunk a basketball on Mars. You know, like that sort of thing. I, I what you're laying out. That's just a goal. So Joey, you know, I you know you know you're 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 awesome, man. But that's a that's that's not a question. That's. <laughs> I'm I mean, gonna here's, call you. Here, here's here's my here's my rebuttal. Here's <laughs> my rebuttal before we get to the next question. It's hard to get that kind of job in this oh, business. Certainly, certainly. I, I'm it, not uh... it, it, in 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 this particular business, especially with the way journalism seems to be on the downtrend, mm. and people think that it's kind of a dying industry. To to be able to have and then maintain that kind of position is something that not a lot of people can say that they can do. So Certainly. to to be able to work with a franchise like that in that capacity, doing the stuff that I know how to do and doing the stuff that I love, yeah, it's it's kind of a pipe dream for now because I'm only 25 and I only have like three years of experience. So for now, I'm kind of on the outside looking in, but hopefully that won't always be the case. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm not. I don't. I didn't mean to to disparage your your, uh, your 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 goal or your dream job there. I'm just sort of just pointing out that realistic and dream job are not two sentences, are not two word, not two phrases. I'm they're not, to hear they're it not together. supposed to be in the same sentence. Yeah, and yeah, yet exactly. he put them together anyway, and yet I still came up with a reasonable and answer. You came up, so you came <laughs> up with. <laughs> Why do I feel no. like I just got uninvited from the entire state of Texas? <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. Ben, uh, his next question for you, which I kind of wish he'd asked it of me, but that's okay. What you is can your answer all- to if you want? There's no rules. What is your all time favorite meme? Oh, your, man. Your favorite meme. My meme. I love my memes. And Don't watch me whip and watch me meme. No. Stop. <laughs> Bad Zach. <laughs> Sit, stay down. <laughs> Heal. My favorite meme. Oh man, there's so many. There's so many. I've been on the internet a long time. I've enjoyed many a meme. I've made many a meme. And the one that sticks in my head, there's one where it's it's Lando at the top going, You'll never make me betray Han. And the next panel is Vader with a can of Colt 45. And the next panel is Lana going, yeah, it, it never fails to make me laugh. Like years later after I see, I loved it so much that I actually remade it. 
There's yeah. a version like it's a really popular meme, and some of the versions are actually ones that I've made. Um, because I like I got the PNG of a Colt 45 can. I it was way too much time into that, but yeah, that's one that I cherish. Nice. It's so random. I was thinking you'd say something like the Scroll of Truth or something like that, or or the <laughs> What is that 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 SpongeBob meme that everybody loves, where you do the uppercase and lowercase letters to make fun of somebody? I, do, I, I still I'm really don't, currently I do I'm love loving the moth memes. The moth memes are, are really hitting my funny bone. You like the way moths make jokes? I see. I shouldn't have mentioned that. Oh God! <laughs> what have you What have you done, Ben? <laughs> oh God! It's like a it's like a switch. It's like turning it on. <laughs> uh, you can't get rid of them. They're just buzzing okay. around my ear. I gotta flap them away. Uh, if if okay. I was to answer, I would say, do you guys remember Rage Comics? I think from like from like 2011, they were like stick figures, and it was like Derp and Derpina, and they would tell like <laughs> really weird stories and stuff. There's this one face uh, that was like the, there was like the Forever Alone face. There was the face like the guy's like cursing or whatever but then there's also the me gusta face and whenever i see that it looks like a guy who's kind of like like grumpily happy and he his face kind of looks like a moon and i don't know why but every time i see that even without the words being underneath it i always end up having some sort of accent whenever i see this guy's face and I always go, me gusta. Like, <laughs> my voice just always changes when I do that. So I, I, I remember and hearken back to the me gusta part of Rage Comics. It's very niche, but always makes me chuckle. Since we're going around the horn here, Dominic, do you have a favorite meme? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I can't really, like, sort of like you, I can remember a couple of, like, really specific ones. But I can't think of like just sort of like a general one. I, I have really enjoyed the SpongeBob one with all the uppercase and lowercase letters. Like I had, uh, that's that <laughs> always that usually cracks me up. Um, so I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I like I like that one. Okay. Nice. OK, so next question, Zach, this is a good one. Favorite Friends episode. Man, there's over 250 episodes to choose from. That just is not fair. But if I if I had to pick, if I had to pick a favorite episode, it would probably be season three, episode two. It aired September 26th of 1998. No, 96. September 26th of 1996. So uh, two days ago, 12 years ago, no, 20 years ago. 20, 22 years ago. Good lord, I'm old. Um, it's it's an episode where Ross is getting ready to go to a uh, paleontology uh, banquet, and he's trying to get everybody put together to go. And there's all kinds of crazy antics happening around him, and the timer just keeps ticking down. Phoebe ends up getting uh, a mess all over her dress. Rachel can't decide what to wear. Monica is flipping out because she uh, she tapped into Richard's voicemail and they recently broke up and Joey and Chandler are fighting over the chair and its cushions. And at one point, Joey retaliates 
against Chandler for hiding his underwear by going into his closet and putting on literally everything Chandler owns. <laughs> so it's got a lot of like that interpersonal comedy. And the thing that I really admire about it is I think it was either a challenge or they were low on budget, one or the other. And they produced this entire episode in one set. It was just the apartment set. They didn't travel. They didn't go anywhere. Everything that transpired in this episode happened in a fixed location. And I really, really admire that they were able to take that comedy and put it into just one place and allowed the characters to shine. And there's also like some fun behind the scenes stuff because at one point Joey like lunges to try and go after the chair and Matt LeBlanc ends up dislocating his shoulder in real life. Oh, wow. And so there's like future episodes where you see Joey with his arm in a sling and it's because of what transpired during this episode. So there's a lot of fun behind the scenes stuff going on and there's a lot of fun stuff happening in the episode and it's a really fixed, contained type of funny. Like, you could just watch this one episode, have no context about anyone or anything or any, you know, anything from the show, and still end up getting some laughs from it. So, <laughs> That's season, great. season three, episode two, the one where no one's ready. <laughs> That's great. Nice. Uh, ben, this one is for you. Your most cherished Funko Pop in your collection oh dang joey geez man this is hard i got too many i got too many of these things hold on i gotta look i gotta look at the shelf yeah see i was looking at my hat collection and now now you gotta look at your funko pop collection he man he hit it home he hit it out of the park with some of this speaking of out of the park i'm waiting for that uh that baseball lineup in a minute dominic oh i've got it i'm, I'm ready all right, I've got I've nice. got a, I've got a team that would that would uh, kick your team's ass. <laughs> oh, you think so, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've got an answer. Okay. So, so it may be kind of unconventional because it's one of the mini pops. I don't know if you've seen these around, but they come in like they're they're mystery minis, I think is what they're called, and they come in little boxes. And I went to Walmart the other day and I'm walking on the aisle and then i pass and of course my star wars radar is always on i see something star wars out of the corner of my eye go back to the aisle and they have a pile of these mystery mini things that are about half the size of a normal pop that are in these boxes and they're like four bucks a piece i'm like i'm getting one of these like this is cool so i get one and they have they're all solo themed so it's you know han kira they, they got the whole cast like you could get any of the characters i'm like you know it'd be really be cool if i get rio because i love rio I love Rio Durant. And then, sure enough, I open the package. It's Rio Durant. And nice. Oh, wow. He's adorable, and he's great, and he's my most, for right now, he's my most prized Funko Pop because he's the best. I actually have a full-size, I also have a full-size Rio Durant, but uh, this one especially I love. Nice. That's pretty cool. Have you picked up any Clone Wars-era Funko Pops yet, Ben? <laughs> I have, I don't have, I mean... I have like Ala Sakura and Count Dooku, which are not really specific to Clone Wars. Well, I've seen enough. Clone Wars in the stores, but I haven't actually picked up anything. I know I would be disappointing Corey. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't have any of those yet. I have I have a I have Rebels Ahsoka. That's oh. as close as I get. 
All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. So what's next? Uh, I think there's still is one it? last. I think there's still one last question on my end. Oh, you're right. There is one question. It's my turn. Superstitions while watching favorite sports teams. Are you superstitious? I, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> oh, I had muted myself because I was typing something, but that's a I, I, that excellent, uh, excellent office reference, Zach. <laughs> excellent office <laughs> reference. Ah, thank you, thank you very much. Um, my uncle is probably more superstitious than I am. He is a University of Texas graduate, and anybody that follows college football knows that the Longhorns have had up and down seasons the last several years, and um, I feel like sometimes he takes the fault for that, which is kind of out there but it's what he does um he's got a inflatable bevo that he puts up in his yard on game day and he's I'm got sorry, a an, stuffed an inflatable what bevo that's the school mascot gotcha it's a okay it's it's a it's a orange um it's, it's an orange and white patterned uh bull longhorn gotcha longhorn longhorn steer gotcha um it, it's there's a very long involved story with how it got its name, but um, that's that's just the name it has, Bevo. And he's got a stuffed version that he points at the TV when the game is on, and he always wears orange from head to toe because that's the school colors. And whenever we're watching the game with him, he exerts his superstitions upon us essentially. And one of his biggest ones is if the other team has momentum or it looks like the Longhorns don't have any momentum, he will literally get up and make everybody else get up and switch chairs. He's like, wow, this seat. He's like, this seat combination's not working. So I'm going to take the recliner. You take the couch. And then he'll like have one of the younger people standing up in what he calls coach's position, which is bent over on your haunches with your hands on your knees. And so there's like always one person in ca- in coach position, and if things aren't going well, you're switching seats, you're switching foods, you're switching hats, which just spreads the propensity for lice, which is kind of weird. But like, if something doesn't go right on the TV, then uh, then then yeah, you're moving things around, and it's really weird when they end up scoring a touchdown or something while somebody's getting food from the kitchen because then you get banished to the kitchen for the rest of the game. They're like, no, they scored while you were in there. You can't come out now. Hmm. My family has very odd superstitions when it comes to Longhorns games. <laughs> I myself don't really care all that much. Uh, I might have like some quote-unquote lucky shoes or maybe a quote-unquote lucky shirt that I'll wear, but it's not the kind that I, like, don't wash. Like, I'll wash it every week, but then it's also probably the one that I'll wear every week because if we won last week, eh, who knows? Maybe we'll win again this week, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But other than that, I'm not superstitious, just a little stitious. Just a little stitious. Nice. (laughs) Okay, before we get to the baseball, there's one other sports question that I cannot wait to touch on. Um, what not there one more question for Ben? Is there? I think there is. Oh, there is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I how did I miss that? How dare you? Apolo- I know. I'm so insulted. Ben's all, Ben's about to go all Vader on you. Apology accepted, Captain Arnold. <laughs> I'm so glad you actually remembered my last name. <laughs> Thank you. 
I didn't think I was just going to like forget and be like, Captain Zack Nida. <laughs> I was thinking it would end up being something like that because mm. there was like just a very, very slight pause as if you were opening up your Facebook app just to make sure <laughs> that was actually my last name. I, was, I wasn't doing that. that <laughs> I, 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 I did sort of go like, Wait, that's what it is, right? Like, it's sort of like I think this is what it is. <laughs> like, there's a like small... going back through like your your memory banks, trying to make sure. Okay, yes, that is his name. Yeah, okay. there's, there's, there's that little flicker of doubt where I'm just like, like, wait, what if that isn't it? What if I'm, <laughs> what if I'm confused? It's Anderson. Damn it, you insult me. Well, I, because I think I called one of your relatives by the wrong name when I was in Texas. So I was like, uh, I was when like, all else mm, fails, mm. just call him Efron. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, you call me Efron. I will deport you. I don't care if you're from here. I will deport you. Uh, what a uh, what's this? What's I don't this? know if I, I want to ask. Strike a chord I there. I don't, I don't know if I want to ask you this question anymore. I'm that insulted. I'll just ask myself. I don't need uh, you. What Star Wars screen used prop would you most want to own? See. There's a oh, there's so many different options. I'm gonna go with a a new one, and I'm gonna go with not the particular one you'd think of because like everyone loves. I particularly love the Skywalker lightsaber, the Anakin Luke Ray lightsaber. Um, but I want the split in two version from the End of Last Jedi. Ooh. I just think that's visually like that's we really one. haven't got a good look at it yet. Like, I don't think they've released any official images of it. We just got that one shot of Ray holding it. But, like, just the whole, like, you know, it's, of course, just intriguing going to episode nine. Like, what's going to happen to that? But also just the whole the design of, like, it literally split everything down to the middle, the crystal and everything like that. There's just crystals sticking out of it. So it's just visually stunning. I would love to, like, have that on my shelf, maybe. That'd be nice. That would be really cool. That'd that be sounds really, really cool. cool. Yeah. That does sound really cool. Okay. Now for the sports question. Oh, boy. Did you get a chance to look up Gritty online? <laughs> I, I, here, here's the deal. That's like saying, have I been on the internet this week? I don't see how you could avoid Gritty, to be honest. Ugh. Like, he's been everywhere. Uh, he, she, whatever it is, I don't want to assume anything. It. But, uh, <laughs> it. It's it an it. Is, it's an it. It is an it. Uh, Dom, I'm assuming being in the hockey circles, you've obviously seen Gritty as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thoughts on Gritty, the new mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers? All right. Two things. First, it looks like the puppet on like a bad '80s uh, early morning show, kids show. Like it, I don't, it, I don't know who thought this was a good idea for 2018, but whatever. Uh, second, like... second point uh, doesn't. None of that matters because Carlton the Bear could easily kick Gritty's ass. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. It's like they decide, like, hey, let's make. The creepiest thing ever, like big googly eyes, hair, orange, like let's just go all out with this thing. And like, when he and when he dances, his eyes like <laughs> bounce. 
they're not like traditional mascot eyes that are kind of like fixed on one place. Like when he moves, his eyes jiggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's really weird. It's like, it's like, oh man, I want to, I want to make like a Deadpool reference because, like, there's there's a scene where where Deadpool's friend sees him. And he's like, you look like an avocado that had sex with an uglier avocado. (laughs) (coughs) Like, honestly, it looks like, like, it, it, okay, it looks like the love child of Animal from the Muppets and an orange mop. It, yeah, it, it also kind of looks like somebody saw Yuppie, the Montreal Canadiens and formerly Montreal Expos mascot. And was like, let's do that, but creepier. Because, like, Yuppie's awesome. Like, that's the only thing I like about the Montreal Canadiens is Yuppie. Um, But it's like somebody saw that and they're like, let's try and one-up it. And we got Gritty. I don't know. I don't want to be too hard on Gritty. And I have a real soft spot for the the mascots of of professional and amateur sports. (laughs) But So, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's weird. But I could also see how, how Flyers fans could, could really, um, you know, have have a lot of fun with it. Hey, he just, he's made a splash. Like, he has. Everybody knows. Like, even people who don't pay attention to sports like me know who he is. Like, so maybe that's a win for them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's resonating. It, he's he's doing his job, you know. I mean, getting I out, guess the, what, what, is the, what is it, the old saying? There's no, no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. Maybe you could yeah, apply that in, here. In this case, it's pretty true. In this case, it's pretty true. Wow, we are actually on to questions from somebody else. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Well, first, can I can I give you my my baseball team here? Oh yes, you're right. We we need a we need a lineup. So all right. Um, uh, let me see. Starting lineup. <laughs> so let me see if I can bring up my starting lineup. I had it here somewhere. I sent it to you guys in the group chat. I'll have to go back to the group chat because looking forward in my photo reel again is not going to be very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. So behind the plate, we've got Master Yoda. On the mound, we've got Episode 2, Anakin Skywalker. At first base, we've got Chewbacca, Prime Chewy, probably like Episode 3, Episode 4. At second base, we got Han Solo, Shortstop, uh, Force Awakens Ray, because I don't think I had The Last Jedi. I don't think The Last Jedi had released by the time we made this, so it mm-hmm. had to have been Force Awakens Ray. Mm-hmm. At third base, Mace Windu. At center field, we got episode four, Luke Skywalker. In right field, we've got Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren. And then I put him out in left field because I'm just a fan of his and I wanted to get him some recognition. It's Master Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. Nice, nice. It's, it's, it's a solid lineup, solid lineup. All right, here's mine. So starting pitcher, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's say episode three era obi-wan kenobi you know he's at the top of his game he's one of the top jedi he's also super reliable will get you at the very least uh, a solid six seven maybe even eight innings on a regular basis so obi-wan kenobi starting pitcher uh behind the plate catcher r2d2 uh solid you're not going to be able to run him over and get him to drop the ball plus we've seen him shoot a lightsaber from a sail barge to luke skywalker he'll be able to to pick off guys uh trying to steal second or third base without too much trouble 
first base, Kylo Ren. I mean, you look at Adam Driver, he looks like a first baseman. He's he's big, he's bulky. You know he does he'd have a good bat and it would be tough to uh to you wouldn't want to get in his way. Or uh, you as a runner going down for, first if he's on the bag, you're not again, you're not moving him. Uh second base, Jin or so. Uh, she's, she's small. Felicity Jones is, is, is small, but she's got a lot of agility. She's got the toughness that you need to play, uh, play baseball, play in the infield. Uh, third base, Luke Skywalker. Uh, you know, you need someone solid in the hot corner and, uh, Luke Skywalker. It's tough to, tough to beat him, especially around, uh, let's say return of the Jedi shortstop Yoda needs no, needs no explanation. He's, he's, he's the epitome of a short stop exactly <laughs> exactly left field ray i feel like she'd have some uh, good range also uh we've seen her wielding her staff and the lightsaber uh probably got some power there or at least uh, a very good uh contact hitter she'd have a high a high batting average uh uh right field Anakin Skywalker, the chosen one you need. That's where you need your guy with the strongest arm. And I think uh, Anakin would uh, would probably have that center field. Poe Dameron, that's where you need your your flashiest outfielder, or at least that's how the Jays <laughs> have gone for the last couple of years with Kevin Pillar. And I feel like Poe embodies that uh, as the designated hitter for, you know, American League games. Uh, Chewbacca. I mean, come on, it's the Wookiee. Uh, and mm-hmm. as, as our ace closer, Princess Leia. And then as the ball, BB-8. <laughs> BB-8 is the ball. <laughs> BB-8 is the ball. I love that. Yeah. BB-8 so, is the ball. So, yeah. So, starting pitcher, Obi-Wan, catcher, R2, first base, Kylo, second base, Jin, third base, Luke, shortstop, Yoda, left field, Ray, right field, Anakin, center field, Poe, DH, Chewie, and Princess Leia as the closer. Yeah, I didn't. I never. I never had additions like what my bullpen would look like, or if I was going to do a DH. But I think the only thing that we've got swapped out is like Fisto for for Jin, maybe, and uh, Dameron for who Han, else did for, I have for in Han. There? Yeah, Dameron for, for Han, Han and uh, R two for Mace, sort of. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's, that's I mean, that's a good lineup. It would be really interesting to see, you know, the people like if they if they would have to go into one of the dugouts to like change uniforms to go right back out again. <laughs> it'd be like we, it'd be like we when, did. We it'd be like when you're playing the video games and you and your friend each pick, uh, both uh, both pick the same team just to see who's actually better at the game. Yep, yep. <laughs> I've I've done that before a couple of times actually. Um, and then I've also done I've also done the one where you pick the worst team and you play the best team yep. on like the hardest level. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Just just to see, just to see. Gotta play around. Uh, okay. Moving on to gift questions, and yes, they are graphic. G. If you want to actually see yeah. this, you can go to our uh, at IPC podcast on Twitter and go to the little uh, picture of and the thread where we ask for questions, and you will see some of the questions. And um, a, a certain someone decided that it would be fun to not actually ask any text questions; just send us gifts. And uh, they're actually well, they're, they're questions that are within the gifts. Questions such as. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> uh, Katie, my my short answer is yes. 
my my Texan answer is when will that ever happen? <laughs> I I I my Mississippi answer is hell yes, I would like to build a snowman because it's freaking hot here. Yep. <laughs> yep. My Canadian answer is uh, building snowmen is kind of overrated. No, I've it's uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So yes. Yes. I guess since it's a song, we have to sing our answers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one is you want to buy some death sticks you don't want to sell me death sticks I don't uh, want to sell you death sticks you want to go home and rethink your life I want to go home and rethink my life so there you go there my you answer go. would be yes I kind of want to try it <laughs> yeah, just, just, just gotta know I, well okay but then there's also like the legends of uh, who was it? Cade Skywalker. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cade used death sticks to try and hallucinate other things in order to avoid the visions from his ancestor Luke. Mm-hmm. So, he kept getting visions from Luke, and he's like trying to block him out with death sticks. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Basically. So I'm I'm curious, um, but maybe not curious enough to get addicted. I don't know. I, I, if I have to go through rehab after one try of it, I don't know if it's worth it. So um, we got one yes on death sticks. I'm going to say, um, let me think about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Ben. Yeah, that does. That does. That does. Um, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Next question. Kind of on the flip side of the spectrum. Are you an angel? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And then, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Actually, yes. Jedi would tell you. I I watched watched episode three. Heard it a a couple times. Once Once or twice. twice. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, I watched Revenge of the Sith a little too much. By the way. Anyways. Well played, Katie. <laughs> At Pohat, Pohat Dameron. Please go follow her. Oh, absolutely. She's got some of the most fun threads on Twitter. Uh, next set of questions comes from Jake Damon. Uh, he already, we already kind of answered. He said, uh, as podcasters, what are a few of your favorite podcasts? We gave those recommendations. Jake, we already answered that question. Why are you asking again? Come on, Jake. Oh, man. Uh, his next question is actually kind of cool because I've never really thought about this, but... Now that he asks it, I've realized we're more than 20% of the way there. (laughs) He asks, if you had unlimited funds, how would you celebrate your 1,000th episode? Well, first of all, it took over four years for us to have 20%. So uh, it would be like 16 years from now before we had our 1,000th episode. Hopefully, 16 years from now, I'll be able to celebrate it with my kids. But <laughs> no, no, who knows? I'm thinking here, here's my idea. You ran out because you got unlimited funds. See, Jake knows unlimited, how to do Jake knows how to funds. add a question here. He knows yep. how to question. Yep. He got yep. unlimited funds. He's given us all the money in the world to do whatever we want. So I say find the biggest stage arena venue you can find. Okay. And even if 12 people show up, you still rent that venue <laughs> and you do a podcast there. That's the 1000th episode. I, I'm, I'm with that. 
I'm with that, but if we've got unlimited funds, let's take it a little bit further and promise everybody that attends the 1,000th episode celebration free barbecue. Oh, see, I, I thought we were just going to just ha- just get the world's largest pile of death sticks and uh, just blow it out and, and record just, the show just afterwards. Free death sticks. Just, just rave. Yeah, just and, rave and just, the whole night. Just record that, and that'll be the 1,000th episode. So, I mean... AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys, has hosted similar venues and concerts and stuff like that, and they hold over 100,000 people. It's one of the largest sporting events slash arenas in the area, in the country, in the world. Um, I, I might do that, or I would go completely the opposite direction, and I would, like, rent Australia for a day. <laughs> <laughs> rent Australia. I I've got unlimited funds. Damn it. I, I don't just. I, I don't think you need unlimited funds for that. You just need some. Just need two kangaroos, a koala, and four didgeridoos, and you're fine. Is that like what the Australian army is composed of, or something? Well, no. That's that's their entire GDP. <laughs> uh, I would. I would like. Yeah. I would basically do a tour. I, you know what? That's what I would do. We would we would break the thousandth episode up into parts, and it would be like part one, part two, and we would go and do like a world tour. We would we would use that unlimited funds to go do a world tour, and invite like all our international friends to come meet us at the different places on the different continents, and we'd bring catered barbecue with us. See, and I, serve barbecue I, at all the different <laughs> locations. I, I think I still think you're thinking too small. Uh, like, why not just? Do, I rented a whole country. Do the show. <laughs> do the show from Neptune. You have unlimited funds. Do it from Neptune, and and bring everybody there and serve them the barbecue. Unlimited time. Even if we continued podcasting we ha- weekly for the next sixteen years, we wouldn't make it to Neptune in time no, for but, the one thousandth episode. But if we have unlimited funds, we can. Uh, finance the research that would make travel at that at the necessary speeds possible so that we could get there and record with all of the listeners everybody who's ever listened to the show uh and we could get there in a reasonable amount of time uh, like four minutes and serve them all barbecue while we do the show from neptune in our awesome spacesuits. also neptune's a gas giant i'd want to do pluto mm, yeah you know what you're right you're right pluto or maybe maybe Titan. Mm. Go to yeah. go to Jupiter. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. That'd be good. <laughs> well, since we're doing since we're naming planets, I I have to say this: you should do the thousandth episode from Uranus. Oh God! <laughs> and the next question. <laughs> so it's actually, love, it's, actually love... it's actually barbecue related. We keep talking about serving barbecue for our thousandth episode. This is actually a really tough question because I don't know how to answer it. So he asks, Jake asks, if BBQ barbecue didn't exist, what would you take? What would take the place of BBQ watch? Uh, Jake, the short answer is if BBQ didn't exist, I would cease to exist. (laughs) Now, I I think I don't think I I can live without barbecue. I think the next next one down, I think you would agree with Zach Mexican food. I would do Mexican food tacos, or, tacos, or maybe taco watch. Taco maybe, watch. maybe, maybe pizza. I think pizza is a little more accessible. Mm. Italians out there too. 
Yeah. Problem is, I don't eat out from pizza places that often because of my pineapple allergy. So I wouldn't be able to contribute as much to that conversation, but it would still probably be a bit more accessible. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I'd say um chocolate cake watch. Every episode would be the same. But, oh, but, but you're chocolate. Oh, but you can sample different types of chocolate cake and you can like talk about white chocolate or you can talk about dark chocolate or you can talk about bitter chocolate or chocolate chips or chocolate chunks. Oh man. I'm hungry. Yeah, I am too. Let's go to the next set of questions. (laughs) (laughs) These come from our friend Dan Grievous, and he's got some some really, really good some really good pieces of material here. Uh, He says, "Which unfinished the Clone Wars arc would you love to see in its full glory, and which story arc you don't want to see finished?" Uh, Dom, you're the host of the Clone Wars Strikes Back. I'm going to pitch it to you first. Which one would you want to see? Um, the one I well. Probably the one I most want to see is one that we'll actually see, and that's um, Siege of Mandalore. But it, it, barring that, uh, it would be the one where uh, the Jedi are following some mystery, and they they go, they descend into the depths of the Jedi Temple, and there's uh, you know all sorts of adventures and and uh, and uh, escapades that take place down there. And it would have involved Ahsoka, and Darth Sidious would have played a role, and we would have discovered that the Jedi Temple is built built on top of a Sith shrine and all sorts of cool things like that. So that's the one I would most like to see. The one I would least like to see is also one we're probably going to get, and that's the Bad Batch arc. Uh, not because I dislike that arc. I think it was really, really good. I just don't like that they brought back Echo. I think that cheapens what they did with that character back in Season 3, and so I think that character should have stayed dead. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. Ben? Ooh, this is hard. Um, I, I still go back to the bounty hunter arc. That's, that's the one I really, really want. Um, and, and there's not one that I don't want. I I want all of them. I want every single one of them Yeah, <laughs> to be produced. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Just because Dan like I guess, asks I guess for one. A, I guess it's like a least favorite. I don't know. I, again, it's hard. Uh, I think if there was one that I would not want to see published, it might be the Utapau arc. Because mm. I feel like the only thing that really served a true purpose, aside from the fan service of visiting Utapau during the Clone Wars era, would be the conversations that they had about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. They, the Anakin and Obi-Wan had some pretty good conversations about Ahsoka from that series, but th- that conversation could have been put anywhere. They could have had that conversation anytime. So I don't know. It just didn't feel like it served as much of a purpose, but Dom, I'm sorry. I'm on the complete other end of the spectrum. <laughs> I, I absolutely want the bad batch arc. The, the, the sets that, that they were showing looked like they would have been amazing if they were in full color uh, and and the full the full completed animation. Um, I I loved the the idea of having clones kind of like ninety nine only enhanced instead of deformed, being a, a like a special ops mm-hmm. unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that concept was really really cool, and the Domino Squad was always my favorite. Like. Uh, the season one episode rookies was like the reason I became hooked on the clone wars. And so when all of the dominoes fell after fives, I was like, Oh man, my favorite characters, they're all gone. 
And then I got to watch that unfinished arc and I found out that Echo was still alive and still serving a purpose. I was like, I still get to cling to the thing that made me a fan of this show in the first place. Sure. So yeah. I would I, I, I would want to see the Bad Batch. Yeah, I I, I do I like I, like Ben said, there's not one that I actually don't want to see. And I, I would totally enjoy seeing the Bad Batch. And there were going to be more Bad Batch episodes. And I, I would like to see those ones as well. And and I, I'm so with you on, on the Domino Squad. They were such a fun uh, group of of, uh, of misfits to follow through the series. And uh, I just thought it was really powerful when, when they all when they all fell. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I just... I, I, I thought it was just a teensy bit undercut by bringing back Echo, but I, I fully, fully see where you're coming from. And, and they are, they will look excellent animated. Well, I mean, from the, from the preview that we got about the Clone Wars's return, it looked like a couple of the members of the bad batch were alongside Anakin when he's looking up at the gunships. Oh yeah. I, I fully believe we're getting bad batch, Utapau, siege of Mandalore. Oh, like that's going to be the 12 that we get. I think that's it. Huh? Mm-hmm. I, I I heard something about them bringing in like new stories and they're working on a few that are completely new episodes. Maybe they're rewriting the storyline so that it's not as predictable as the stuff that we saw from the unfinished production. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, his next question is actually pretty easy for me. It might not be so easy for you guys. Which MCU villain is your favorite? And it can be from the movies or it can be from the Netflix TV shows. Uh, Killmonger from... Uh, Black Panther. I thought Michael B. Jordan. Gonna, I thought Michael B. Jordan. I'm going to say Kill- fantastic. Yeah, Kilgrave from Je- Jessica Jones. Yep. Kilgrave, really? Mm. I mean, I I love David Tennant. Don't get me wrong, but like I said when we were talking about Daredevil at the top of the show, Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin is one of the most entertaining villain characters I have ever witnessed on a screen, big or small. I put him right up there with Darth Vader and Scar from The Lion King, as far as top villains go for me. Like, he is a badass on all fronts. And he can do it with his negotiation, he can do it with his money, or he can do it with his brawn. He has it all. And I can't wait to see what he does next. Totally. Okay, let's see. Which one of these would you most like to be? An N- an NPC in a GTA game, a bystander in a climax of a DC movie, <laughs> a person in the MCU who does who knows the snap happened but does not yet know if they will or will not turn into dust, or a Jedi on Coruscant during Order sixty six. Oh, those are all bad options. I <laughs> uh, know, right? <laughs> Uh, because if you're an NPC in GTA, you're stupid. And you're yeah. going to get run over or gunned down. Um, DC movie, uh, you know, bystander, like, you're, you're a goner. Because um, the whole city is going to be wiped. Um, I feel like I feel like being in the MCU when Thanos snaps his fingers, like, you've got a 50, 50, 50, 50 chance. 50, 50-50. chance of of surviving it. I feel like your chances are better. Because if you're a Jedi on Coruscant, man, you're you're dead. Okay, but you could be... Here's the the addendum. I'm thinking of being like an undercover Jedi 
who's like down near level 13, 13 or something like that mm-hmm. and doesn't know that order 66 has happened and starts making their way back to the temple when the recall message comes out, but doesn't make it back before Obi-Wan changes the transmission. So you're on Coruscant, but you're in the depths of the criminal underworld. You're in the depths of the scum and the slime. You're not living in the temple. You're not a part of Operation Nightfall. And then you get the message to stay away before you fall into the trap. Maybe. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of ifs, though. Yeah. <laughs> I. He just said, "Which one would you like to be? If 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 I'm if I'm gonna be one of these things, I'm gonna pick this, and I'm gonna say." I was undercover at the time of Order 66. So there. Yeah. My gut instinct is just to say I want to be a Jedi no matter what. So yeah, I it's wanna, also true. I don't want to go to powers. I mean, come on. Yeah, so I kind of want to go to that. But also Ben's got a good point that, you know, your, your your best odds are probably in the snap. So, you know what? I think, it, I think you know, uh, looking for quality of life, not necessarily quantity. So let's go with uh, Jedi. It would be worth it to be a Jedi for, for some time, even if it means That's dying, the thing. Even That's if the it thing. Means dying in Order 66. Basically, it's like giving you the choice of, okay, would you rather live like a normal person or would you like to be a Jedi but live for five minutes? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> not sure I wouldn't pick the Jedi. <laughs> I I probably would. Yeah. As long as as long as I actually had the opportunity to fight Darth Vader and not get gunned down by a whole mess of clones. Like that would be kind of insulting. What about an inquisitor? Yeah. What about an inquisitor? It's almost mm. an insult. Maybe. I mean, I would rather I would rather fall in a hand to hand combat situation rather than getting gunned down like Ala Sakura did. Mm. That that's 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 my addendum. Uh, keeping with the Star Wars trend, this is actually from uh, the new TV series set to release, Star Wars Resistance. Team Aces or Team Fireball? Aces. I'm gonna go with Aces because hype phase on. Mm, yeah, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Hype phase on. It's hard to I, argue with that. I am. I am. Absolutely 100% team fireball because whiskey. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, into the Twitterverse we go. Thanks to Dan Grievous, one of our loyal patrons and loyal listeners, uh, for those submissions. We've uh, we've got two questions from Star Raptor, Chris Abbott, who is uh, another longtime listener. Uh, what's your favorite Star Wars book, guys? Um... Probably, um, I could go with Lost Stars. I really liked Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. I thought that was an excellent book. Um, from Legends, it would might it might be. Oh, what would it be? Uh, the Darth Plagueis novel was really good. Um, oh yeah. Enjoyed Plagueis. Yeah, Dark Dark Lord of the Sith was very good. Also a Darth, also also a James Lucino book. Um, oh, the Rise of Darth. Yeah, Vader. Yeah, Rise of Rise of Darth Vader. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll go with those. I'll go with those two um, as legends and from canon, Lost Stars and Bloodline. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna pick. I think mine's still Lords of the Sith. 
that one blew me away. Nice. And then I was like, holy crap, why did I wait? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and it's just like, it, like most, the, most books for me are like, there's at least a couple points where I just lose interest in it. It gets boring. <laughs> that book moves. It just, it never loses interest. It's so, so cool. Um, close second actually was a, another surprising one, Captain Phasma, or the, the Phasma novel. Like that one was drug on a lot, but like really made you appreciate that character way more. Um, what, so I, my what I liked best about the Phasma novel was having dinner with Delilah S. Dawson, who wrote it, and her telling us all the behind the scenes of what went into writing oh, it. <laughs> oh, man. That was that was last New York Comic Con. It, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, let me see. I don't think I've actually completed a new canon EU novel. I don't. I don't think I, I've started a few. I think I started Tarkin. I started a New Dawn. I started. Um, what's the What's the one that's a series of of short stories? Oh, from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, I read several excerpts from from that, uh, but I don't think I finished any of those. So I don't know if I can give like an EU answer, but I got tons from the Legends because it was Legends books that got me hooked on reading. Uh, I I really was kind of ambivalent towards the concept of reading and novel reading until I got into Legends novels. And so that was kind of my jam for several years. Um, I would I would definitely say that The Rise of Darth Vader was a good one. Uh Um, I really enjoyed. um, Shoot. What was the one? The uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy. The Jedi okay. Academy trilogy was just really great. The Thrawn trilogy, sure. obviously yeah. a classic. Yeah. Um, and then there was actually another one that uh, involved our favorite blue character that transitioned from Legends into the actual canon, thanks to Rebels. Uh, it was set, I want to say, before Episode 2. I think it's between episode one and episode two. Okay. And you and you meet Thrawn for the first time and get to learn what a skilled tactician he is. Mm. And you get to learn a little bit about wild space. And you learn a little bit about why the Emperor was working on the Death Star in the first place. And it's just really, really well written. It's a great adventure story. And uh, I love the the battle that happens at the very end between the uh, trade federation and the Chiss ascendancy. It's the book outbound flight. Yeah. Ah, that's uh, Out- yeah. Outbound flight is probably my favorite star Wars novel. I have that one, but I, I never read it. I might, um, I, I've got, I've, I'm starting to reach the end of my, my pile of books that I've been working my way through. I might, I might add that one to it. It's it's very worth it, in my opinion. If you enjoyed the Thrawn trilogy and you're looking for, like, Thrawn origin stories from the Legends universe, heck, considering they really haven't given a whole lot of backstory about this universe's Thrawn, this could be part of his backstory, you know? Well, yeah. We know. There's probably he's... elements that are the same. I mean, Tim Zahn, Tim Zahn has said he's basically writing the same character, just yeah. in, different, in different timelines, so. Yeah, for, for him, it really hasn't much changed. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a whole lot is different in the character Thrawn. So Outbound Flight is definitely, in my opinion, it's definitely worth reading. All right. I will check it out. 
I mean, uh, series you are most anticipating going into the fall. So is uh, is the World Series allowed? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Arrow again because that that I'm 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 looking forward to that one a lot and there's some good good stuff because spoiler alert Oliver Queen has been outed as the Arrow and he's in jail and stuff like that so that's I'm I'm looking forward to that season. That's actually that sounds interesting. If I didn't have to slog through so much, I might I might have. It really, I don't back. think you need to. I think you can kind of just start with like the season. Four or whatever, when it got back to being good, I think you can kind of like infer everything else. <laughs> okay, you gotta skip past all the 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 Raza Ghoul stuff. That stuff is is brutal. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for me, uh, four words: Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker. Uh-huh. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so ready. Yep. Like Sundays are gonna be awesome in the fall. You got. Doctor Who and then Star Wars Rebels or not Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Resistance on the same night. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, man, that's going to be loaded. It's going to be good. That is going to be loaded. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, his name's Gabe. Um, He is a gamer. He's a uh, YouTuber. He was on our podcast episode when we did a crossover with the gaming group Next Level when uh, Breath of the Wild came out, when the Switch came out. And he posed this question to us, and it's probably one of the more insightful ones that we're going to find tonight. Not that anybody else's are, are, are bad, but this one like, really made me stop and think. Like Joey's question last year about my baseball starting lineup, like my Star Wars baseball lineup, was probably the one that made me pause the most. This one was probably the question that made me pause the most. Um, he said, here's a question. What? character location lore or anything at all from star wars do you wish would be canon but actually isn't Uh, i've got i've got like kind of kind of a stupid answer um but you know that robot chicken sketch where ponda baba is actually an architect and uh Dr. Avazan convinces him to go day drinking and that's when he goes to the bar and what he's actually saying to Luke is like I love your haircut, where did you get it? And Evazan's like, he doesn't like you! And and Pondamab is actually saying like, no, no I, I just don't listen to him, he's drunk and then Obi-Wan cuts off his arm and it's his drawing arm so he gets fired from his job as an architect because he can't draw anymore Oh wow! I want that to be canon Wow <laughs> Yeah I don't know how that I don't know how that interfaces with them being on Jeddah and Rogue One, but it'll work. We'll figure out a way. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I mean, this is Rogue Rogue One is before Episode Four, so maybe they were contracted contracted for a job, and that's the one that he gets fired from after he loses his arm. There you go. There you go. We figured it out. It's canon. Yep. Head head canon. Ben, what do you have that's head canon that you want to be actual canon? I'm still thinking. Do you have an answer? I, I do. And uh, you go ahead. Th- this isn't this isn't going to be a popular answer, but um, this is this is just how I feel, and I might get a lot of flack for this, depending on what my audience is or what you guys may think. But given the stuff that we have received, that we have witnessed 
from Star Wars to this date. I think there are some things that are worth pulling from the Legends and bringing them into the canon. And I'm not trying to be a fanatic saying that, you know, this is absolutely horrible. Everything that we've gotten is trash. Not by a long shot. But, I mean, as a fan of a well-written story, like, writing has always been my passion. And I really, really enjoyed the stories that I read from the Legends novels. And I've really, really enjoyed the stories that I've gotten from shows like Game of Thrones, from shows like Daredevil. There are well-written things out there. And sometimes it's felt like the stories have lacked in certain elements of the new Star Wars that we've gotten. And it's ended up affecting people's views, perspectives. It's ended up dividing the franchise. And it's unfortunate. Thrawn is a success story. And he's probably one of the best success stories that you could possibly pull from the Legends and apply to the current canon. I would like to see them introducing some other Dark Force users. Maybe the Sith Lady Lumia. Somebody like that. Doesn't have to be a really big element. You don't have to necessarily bring back the Yuzan Vong. Because honestly, they were scary as hell. <laughs> they were the stuff of they were the stuff of nightmares. And I don't know if like creatures from another galaxy are necessarily what Star Wars needs right now, but I think it does need some other elements in an attempt to A unify the franchise a little bit more and B uh just add some more dramatic flair to the writing cuz if they're trying to truly transition away from the Skywalker family, then let's provide some of those elements that allows them to do so while still providing a compelling story. So the Sith Lady Lumia would be the best example for me, an apprentice of Vader that kind of turns into an acolyte, almost like an Inquisitor to a certain degree. You could probably use the phrase Inquisitor for Lumia if you wanted to. But she had a whip for a lightsaber that when she pressed a button, she could turn it into a solid saber. Like it was three strands and then it would connect and turn into one. And that element I thought was really cool. And I just enjoyed her as a character. She continued to like weave things behind the scenes. Abeloth from the fate of the Jedi series. She was the mother that was absent from the Mortis story that we got from the clone wars i think that would be a pretty easy transition back into the storyline there are just certain elements like that that i would like to see them try and integrate or reintegrate doesn't mean it's going to happen but that was the question posed what would i like to see but actually isn't probably something like abeloth or lumia all right good answer Ready for mine? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mine is going to be a bit crazy, I think. Um, I always liked the idea of there's a story out there in a comic where Han and Chewie are in the Millennium Falcon. They go out and they land on this forest planet and they intercept some or are intercepted by some natives with bows and arrows. 
and Han Solo is killed. And Chewie kind of escapes, and the Falcon just kind of stays there. And then later on, Indiana Jones and Short Round show up. (laughs) And they find the skeleton of Han Solo and start tracking down um, Chewie, a.k.a. Bigfoot. Wow. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Yes. That that's that's if it wasn't for Force Awakens, that would be my that that's the thing that's, that I like. That's your sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. You all right? There that would be up. interesting. That'd be very interesting to see. Oh, see, super thought provoking and super comical, both of, both in one question. Nice job, Gabe. Uh, let's see. We've got a question from our longtime listener, Kenny. He says, do you think it's hard to get Superman right on the big screen since Christopher Reeve played Superman in the Richard Donner films? Says he that he likes Henry Cavill, but it was not until Justice League that we got the Superman attitude wise, like the ones we're used to on the CW's Arrowverse, like Supergirl. And he says, if Cavill does not come back to play Superman again, who would you want to play him? I yes, yeah, I I don't think the problem has been the actor. No, no. I think I think Her- I think Henry Cowell has been perfect, and I hope he does come back. It's been um, the story. Yeah, it's always been the story. The stories in the DCEU are crap. Yeah, yeah. The, the, true. The, the writing is terrible. The way they're presented is extremely stocky. The the images are either a CGI fest or it's just product placement slammed in your face and you're forced to just lap it all up because you know that they're making bukus of cash from that extended shot of a Canon camera when Amy Adams is climbing up the side of a cliff. I I just or or the entire set like an entire set being set in an IHOP like what's up with that? Um, <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, don't there, be hating on IHOP. I'm not hating on IHOP. I'm <laughs> hating on how obvious it was. Sure, sure. It, it it just wasn't subtle in the least. And so for in in my opinion, I think you're right, Ben. That Cavill's done a good job. It's everybody else that's failed him. Yeah, if if you can make Captain Captain America work on the big screen, you can make Superman work on the big screen. I think you have a bunch of uh, directors, writers, and studio executives that have convinced themselves that they can't make it work. Uh, in this day and age, when really I think uh, I think people are looking for a hero like Superman, and and that doesn't mean you have to make the world kind of goofy or silly like they were in the old um, in the Richard Donner movies, um, but you can set him in a dark world, but just have him be the character he's supposed to be. And I think um, I think Smallville did a pretty good job at that at times, yep. especially in its later seasons. Yep. Uh, so I, I, it's definitely possible. You just need a different brain trust behind those movies than what you get. Than what, than what, what you got these days. So, like you guys said, it's it's not the actor; it's the stories and everything yep. that goes with them. Yep. Yep. Don't don't recast Cavill. Recast the directors and the producers <laughs> and the writers and everything else surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Steven Schinder asks a, a pretty straightforward question. Have you ever watched Twin Peaks? Nope. 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 But he doesn't give a justification as to why either. So I don't I don't know why. Give I us a reason why we should watch <laughs> Twin Peaks. Um, I don't I mean, I'm I, I watch 
plenty of shows, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mm. oh well. Um, let's see. We 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 don't have we don't have too much more. There's actually a couple of questions about top five stuff, and uh, I wish we could list top five stuff like this, but we actually have a top five that we're gonna do um, tonight. And I know Ben, you have to leave, so we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Do you want to get to that now? Do you have time to get into that now? What, Just to what drop, is it now? Uh, top five Star Wars characters this is one of the things we promised our listeners tonight. Do you I'm have sorry. time to drop? Do you have time to drop your five? I'm sorry, I do not. I'll try. I'll maybe I'll try to answer that on uh, on a future episode or something like that, or maybe on Twitter or something like that. But fortunately, will... I do have to run. We can we can make it what we do as our icebreaker for next week's episode, maybe. Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, Dominic's not going to be with us next week, so we're going to get his five in tonight before he leaves, and then I may, I don't know, I may save mine so you and I can can bat it back and forth next week. We'll see. Yeah, we sure. See. Sure. Uh, but I I don't I don't want to leave you on. Have you watched Twin Peaks? Yes or no. <laughs> Um, not, well, we do have Eric's question. We do have Eric's question. That's the one I was thinking. So if you could shrink your worst enemy to just a few inches in height and could do anything to them, what would you do, Ben? What would you do to Zach, Ben? Be honest. Hey! <laughs> what would you See, do to the I'm, moths? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit evil. I'm not that evil. So it's not like I would kill them or think. I would just, I would just like you know probably keep them in a jar or something poke a couple holes on top i don't want them dying on me and then basically they would be my slave i would make them do stuff for me and then amuse me when i'm bored and stuff like that but yeah that, that's that, my I, answer that, for better or worse. okay well okay mine mine's similar but i'll i'll go into mine after saying goodbye to you everybody thank you a thank you to mr ben hart and uh Make sure to go follow him at Ben Hart with No E on social media. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, our discussion topic for next week. It's going to be it's going to be pretty good. I can only I can I can only tell you that it's going to be good. But stick around for next week because it's going to be it's going to be fun. I am super, super excited. Thanks, everyone, for sending in your messages. Send uh, thank you to Dominic once again for showing up and uh, being our co-pilot for this one. And uh, I'll see you guys on the flip side. All right. On the flip side, it'll be. Bye, Ben. That was that was Mr. Ben Hart. And uh, for those of you that may have uh, may have just kind of forgotten our voices or just not recognized them, I'm Zach, and I'm still here <laughs> with Mr. Dominic Jones. We've got a That's few me. more questions. Um, I know that I know that some of you guys sent stuff in right before the show started, and I may have missed them. So if you want to drop them into the live chat while you're with us, if you're listening live, you can do so, and we'll try and get to those as best we can. Um, hmm. Now that Ben's officially gone for the night, we may bring the game back. I don't know. Are you up for the game that we're going to be playing later, Dom, or did you want to skip that? I'm not sure I fully understand the game, but... <laughs> You know, I'm, 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 that, I'm, I'm, that could... I'm all right to play it. I, I, if, if you can explain it to me. It could be part of the fun. It's something that was a part of IPC's past, and we wanted to bring it back for like one night just to see how it went. Okay. But uh, it, it, 
it may just be a really useless, worthless game. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. But we'll we'll see what happens. What would your answer be to Eric's question, though? If you could shrink your worst enemy to a few inches in height and do anything to them, what would you do? Uh, I would probably, like, put them at one end of a really long hallway and make them walk to the other end. And when they got close to the other end after a really long time because they're so tiny, I would pick them up take the, and take them back to the other the beginning end of the hallway and just make them do that for eternity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Probably I think, that. I think, I think we've got like a, a cyclical theme going on because my answer would be, I would put them in the biggest ant farm I could find and force them to like make a home for themselves in this ant farm. So I can mm. watch them live out their sorry existence and then just when they feel like they've gotten settled and they've made a home for themselves, I would just shake the ant farm so they'd have to start digging all over again. Mm. Yeah, that would be cool. And I, and I could just do that, like, perpetually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, we've got a couple more questions that actually came in from Steven in the chat. Let's see what we've got here. Oh, this is a friend's question. Are you up for a friend's question or is this all me? That's all you. Ah, between Mike and Gunther, who is more worthy of being considered the seventh friend and why? Uh, Simple. I'm going to go with Mike because he married into the family, essentially. And even though Gunther was around a lot, they never really treated him like a friend. The only time he was ever remotely treated like a friend was, was when they needed something from him or they wanted something from him. Not because they genuinely were interested in spending time with him. Hmm. So... Unfortunately, Gunther probably does would would I, I could see the case for him being there because of all the appearances that he made. But as far as quality is concerned, Mike married into the group. So he had more success than Gunther did, in my opinion. Um let's see. Would you rather watch the 3D animated movie Arthur's Missing Pal or the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. Uh, probably Arthur's Missing Pal, just because that's Arthur like the aardvark, right? I'm looking it up now because I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Mm. You may want to rethink that. Uh, some of the images. Yeah. Some of, some of the images. Oh, my gosh. That doesn't even look like Arthur. I'd still, oh. I'd still rather watch that than a uh, glorified McDonald's commercial. <laughs> I, oof, man, oh, that that's like tough, even for somebody that enjoys watching bad movies out of irony. Jeez, mm. uh, Arthur's missing pal, the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. Yeah, I'd probably watch Arthur just for the nostalgia sake. Yeah, like, same. At, like, like Arthur's part of my childhood. I, I kind of grew up on it, so. Um, maybe. Although maybe I'm looking, Arthur. I'm looking at the cast of this movie, and I'm thinking, thinking maybe not. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, we won't get into why, but uh oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I know. I'd probably still. It's it's not that bad. I'd probably still. This came out on my. <sighs> this came out on my birthday. August twenty. Oh, August, how about that? August twenty second, two thousand and six. 
So happy I, birthday I been, to you. Would have been twelve. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Hey, thank you for wishing me a happy twelfth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> If only I'd known you when you were 12, I could have warned you about this monstrosity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so Stephen asks us a top five question, and then we also got a top five question from uh, one of our listeners, uh, Igor. And Igor's question is, what is your top five favorite Star Wars scenes? And Stephen's question is, are you guys ever going to do a top five opening themes episode we did something with the john williams themes and then maybe we can do something with uh with tv themes i am very on board with that i uh-huh. think there's a lot of really great intros out there <coughs> the friends theme <laughs> <laughs> and plenty others to choose from so i think that would actually be a really good episode i think that is definitely something we can put on the 2019 horizon 2018 is kind of booked but uh 2019 we might be able to do that uh, Igor, my answer is listen for a future episode because mm. I think top five favorite Star Wars scenes is definitely one that we're going to actually do like a full episode on. I don't think we did. It's very deserving to just list them off really quickly right now and then like people forget about them. I think it deserves a full episode. So to answer your question, I have a list, but I want to list it on a later episode. Seems fair. Seems fair. I don't know if I could make up a list on the spot. I, I really don't think I could either. Like when he asked it, I started thinking of them and I, I'm pretty sure I've got at least three, probably all five, but I don't want to, I don't want to do them right now. And I know that sounds selfish, but we've asked a ton of questions tonight. We've asked a lot, a lot, a lot of awesome a questions lot. tonight. Yeah. And, uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of awkwardly take our break now and then come back and do the game and do uh, the top five and we might we might do some sort of other special elements but for now I think we're done with the AMA and we're gonna cut to commercial and we'll be right back right here on the IPC podcast. This is IPC. Greetings, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi and I have drifted into the underworld. The Star Wars underworld. I have a bad feeling about this. Hey, y'all. This is Ben Hart here. I know y'all just heard me on the IPC talking all things geeky and fun. Now I'm here to tell y'all about my other podcast. It's called The Star Wars Underworld, about all things Star Wars. We talk Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Star Wars, Last Jedi, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and so much more. I record it with my friends, Chris and Dominic, who are here to tell y'all all about it. Hello, Chris. Hello, Ben. I'm so excited to talk about Star Wars this week. It's fun. It's funny. We're going to have a great time. 
hey, guys, I am so nostalgic for mall packaging, and I love being on the Star Wars Underworld podcast talking all the latest Star Wars news. Well, now that y'all had a little taste of the show and you know what to expect, you should check out more episodes by going to StarWarsUnderworld.com or by searching for the show on the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, the Google Play, and all sorts of things. And may the Force be with y'all. It's a wrap, eh? we're back uh we went really early with our commercial break last week and it was kind of late of a commercial break here on this episode but that's okay i'm zach and i'm still here with mr dominic jones who has uh, very graciously agreed to hang out with us tonight thank you for taking time out of your weekend to uh answer a lot of these awesome questions that came in from everybody yeah Uh, it's been fun there's been some good ones i was about to ask what was your favorite question of the night favorite question um I, you know what? It might <laughs> it might have been the very first one. Your favorite podcasts, uh, just because it's like was one of those things. Like I listen to a bunch of shows every week. I really enjoy them, and that's like always one of those questions that nobody would ever ask you, but like or would ever ask. But like I'm always hoping somebody will, so I could just start like gushing about how much I love all these different shows. And yeah, you know, I kind of restrained myself because you know there were three of us, and I didn't want to just sort of blather on about why every single podcast I listen to is the greatest, but I, it's it was fun to, to get to list those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I could, I could gush about the show friends. Like I oh, want to yeah. have a friend's podcast one day. So I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like the, those, those, those are the types of questions yeah. that I live for and I hope for. And so what, what about just, you? What was, what was, they, what was your just, favorite question from the AMA? Whoo, man, that's a, that's a really good question. I enjoyed Gabe's question about the, the the lore and the canon because when I first read it, I thought that he meant what element from Star Wars do you wish existed here on the Earth? Ah. And so when I when I read it and I was like, oh, he's talking about like non-canon versus canon within the story. Because, I mean, the obvious answer would be like a lightsaber or the force or something like that. Yeah. But honestly, like when when he started, when 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 I was started to process it from that perspective, I was actually thinking, I wish Camino existed. Ooh. I I know a lot of people who love rainy days, and I know a lot of people who love like far out there resorts that wish they could travel to those kind of exotic places. And I feel like you could turn Camino from a cloning facility into a resort really easily. And yeah. uh, that that was one of the many thoughts that that rolled around in my head. Um, I would I would say maybe, jeez, uh, I I love a lot of Joey's questions. Things mm-hmm. like canceled TV show you wish you brought back, favorite Friends episode, uh, favorite show that's on TV right now. Like he he really like singled us out a couple of times, asking us very host specific questions which i appreciated so yeah. um I, I i love the whole thing man like when we give listeners prompts they don't 
fail to give us awesome content. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's one of the things that I love about our top five episodes is we get a lot of awesome submissions. And that's what I love about these AMAs is we get to hear from the people that are listening to our show and we get to engage with them in this way. It's it's one of my favorite things about being a podcaster is is getting to engage with the people that are listening to you and enjoy your work. And we get to like enjoy them in return, essentially. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. A uh, quick shout out to the patrons that are a part of the program right now. It includes the likes of Joey Mays, Katie Horn, Jake Damon, and Dan Grievous, who all submitted questions tonight, along with Rachel Perry and Parker Ott. If you would like a shout out on the program, along with benefits and uh, exclusives that only come for patrons, then you can go find all that information at patron.podbean.com forward slash IPC podcast. Okay. It's, it's time for the game. Okay. It, it, it's it's time for the game, and I don't know if you prepared anything or if you're just going to be kind of flying by the seat of your pants a little bit. Ben Either ki- way. Ben kind of explained it to me before beforehand, so I, I, I'm a little bit prepared. Okay, okay. So the way this old game works, it was a game that we called 1-2-3, and I was going to try and find, like, with, like I was going to try and make it like an actual segment and like play music for it. And I was going to play the Jackson 5's ABC because it's like, it's easy as one, two, three. Like I was going to make it super catchy and super fun. And it just never panned out the way I hoped it would. But I'd like to try and play it again just for old time's sake. See if if it's even viable or just get another person's opinion on it more or less. Okay. Um, you have one movie possibility of two points to earn and it involves three actors okay that's why it's that's why it's called one two three right um what you do is you list three actors okay you list you list off three actors and they could be from a movie or they could be something that you've made up gotcha it could be it could be a fake cast list Mm -hmm. and the goal of the game is to Either figure out if it is an actual movie, and if it is, you get a point. Okay. You get you get one point. If you think it's a fake movie, then you can call them out on it, and if you're right, you get two points. Gotcha. Okay. If you are wrong, mm-hmm. then the person who gave you a real list that you thought was fake... Uh-huh is the one who gets two points. Okay. So that that's kind of the the what I remember of the game. I feel like there was some other logistical loophole that kept bugging us and I can't remember what it was for the life of me. But if it if it is a movie and you guess that it's a movie, then you're and, and it and it actually is a movie, then then you get one point. Okay. If you guess that it's a movie and it's actually not a movie that that was the other that was the other contingency right if you guess if you guess that it is a movie but it actually turns out to not be a movie then the opponent gets one point okay because they because they fooled you gotcha i think i think that was it all right i, I think that was it <laughs> okay <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen back from the grave for one special appearance we're gonna see how many points we're gonna end up getting i came across 
like five combinations that I wanted to throw your way. I don't know how many combinations you have, but I've got, that's I've got that's kind of I've got a couple. Hmm? I've, I've got a couple. Okay. I've got three. Let's say I've got three. Okay. Okay. We'll go we'll go with three then and see how many how many points we can get out of this. Okay. So I'm trusting I'll, you I'll, to keep score because I'm still not I'm, sure I get that part. <laughs> don't don't worry. I'm I'm gonna try and keep a tally on my end. I'm doing like a handwritten tally. Okay. Uh, uh, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, so I'll lead off right. with a list of three actors. Okay. And then you, you tell me that you, you tell me whether you think it's a real movie or if you think that this cast combination is BS essentially. Okay. Okay. So my first set is Ben Affleck. Okay. Chris Pine. And Alicia Keys. <laughs> like my gut instinct is that it's fake but it's also one of those things like it feels like it's too crazy to to not be fake but i'm gonna go with my gut and say that's not a real movie you're gonna you're gonna call bs right off the bat yeah yeah um so it actually is a movie seriously what movie it is the 2006 film <laughs> Smokin' Aces. Of course it is. <laughs> it's one of Chris Pine's earliest acting credits. It's a very young baby Chris Pine, and Alicia Keys makes a guest appearance. Huh. Okay. So by by calling me out All right. and, my, and, and myself proving that this movie actually exists, it actually has an IMDb profile, um, that gives me two points. Okay. All right. All right. So all now, right, right. so now you are up. All right. Okay. Here we go. Rain Wilson. Uh huh. Jason Statham. Uh huh. Judy Greer. Ah oh, shoot. Ah oh, shoot. I know Statham and Wilson are together in the Meg, but I don't know if Judy Greer's in this. I I haven't looked at the cast list. Ah, uh, you know what? It's two out of three that I know, I know, I know are actually in it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that it actually is a movie. Ah, uh, uh, that's see, see. Ben was explaining the rules to me earlier. I'm like, I know how to how to win at this game. I'm gonna pick a movie, take two of take, the stars, and take two out of three, and, yeah, and make up the third. So yeah, so no. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. I did look at the Meg just because it showed up on the front front page of IMDb. It, it was one of the first things <laughs> to pop up. I'm yeah, like, see, I knew Judy Greer was in uh, the first Jurassic World. Yeah. I knew she was trying to like make a resurgence in her acting career. Uh-huh. I thought maybe the Meg would be a way to do that, but okay, not not a problem. So after round one, all right, you uh, you you fooled me. Okay, and even even though I guessed that it was real, so that's a point for you. And by my proving myself, I got two points that round. Okay. All right. So after one round, it's two to one. All right. Um, let's see. My next list involves uh, Brad Pitt. Okay. Peter Capaldi. <sighs> and Laura Dern. I'm gonna, you know what? 
if you if you if at first you don't succeed, try try again. I'm gonna call you out. I'm gonna say that one's fake. You would be right. All oh, right. Phew. You would be right. I, I actually I actually pulled a, a, a page from your book. Okay. Uh, Brad Pitt and Peter Capaldi are both in the movie World War Z, but Laura Dern is not. All right. All right. I did. I, that's that's why I was kind of kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking it might be something there because I couldn't remember what movie it was, but I, I did sort of vaguely have a vague awareness that they had done something together. Yeah, and it, and it's really funny because Capaldi, before he's cast as the Doctor in Doctor Who, he is cast in this movie as a doctor from the World Health Organization. <laughs> a- so he is he is a WHO doctor nice. in World War Z. Uh, uh, such a great, such a, a weird, it's not even an Easter egg, just a weird coincidence. It's just a weird coincidence, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Next up. Next up. All right. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay. I go with this one. All right. Alden Ehrenreich. Uh-huh. Scarlett Johansson. Ooh. And Fisher Stevens. Ooh, ooh, Scarlett Johansson with Alden Ehrenreich. I mean, I know that Alden didn't get his acting debut with Solo, obviously. Right. And I actually, I think he appeared in an episode of Supernatural. He did. Uh, that that was that was baby Alden Ehrenreich, mm-hmm. like way way back in the day, and before she was Black Widow. I could see Johansson playing opposite Fisher Stevens. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna say this one's real this time. It is. It is. It's Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Okay. I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. I, I knew it. I knew it sounded familiar. Okay. So with that, uh, score is all tied up, three to three. Oh. All right. Going into the uh, going into the final round. Okay. Uh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could check and do a quick, quick. Give me a few minutes. I can... No, no, no. You're all right. You're all right. Um, okay. Here's here's one. Here's 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 a combination for you. Okay. Matthew Broderick. All right. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> and Oprah. Oh, I so badly want to believe that's real. Screw it. It's real. It is real. Oh, my God. They are all providing voice talents on Jerry Seinfeld's 2007 horrific (laughs) B-movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I just... I more or less kind of want to uh, <laughs> want to want to watch it all the more just because of that concoction of voices. That's um wow. That's something else. That is <laughs> Roderick Warburton and Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> among others. Oh, there's there's plenty of others in the B movie. If you go to that casting list, there's just so many people on there. It's it's not even funny how many people Jerry Seinfeld was able to get onto this movie. Like, 
he got <laughs> he got the singer Sting to oh voice God. a bee by the same name. Of, of course he did. Of course he did. Wow. <laughs> He's he also got John Goodman to be in this film. Oh. He got Chris Rock. He got Larry King. He got Megan Mullally. He got Jim Cummings. Good God. Uh, along with Warburton, Broderick, and Oprah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, I've I've never heard of a list like that before. It blew my mind. That's yeah. That's pretty um, pretty spectacular. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so your your final three is up. All right, final three. All right. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. and Tia Sircar. Tia Sircar? With Vince Vaughn? Jeez, I don't know. And we're kind of playing by the honor system here, you know? Like, we're trying to make sure that neither of us are, like, looking it up or stalling for time or anything like that. That was right. the other thing that kind of mess with the system was we could hear people like using their keyboards to clack it into the, like, the circuit <laughs> part to try and figure out if this was like an actual thing. Oh, uh, that's no fun. But you know what? You, you got a point up on me. So you've got the lead. Uh, nothing risked, nothing gained. I say, if this is the final round, I'm either going to go out in a blaze of glory. I'm going to go out with a crushing defeat. I'm going to call BS. You are incorrect. Really? They were in a movie called The Internship. Uh, really? Yeah, where uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson play like these aging sales guys who lose their job. And I, I remember seeing commercials and, for that. Didn't they like try and, and work for Google and or something? They try to work for Google. Yeah, it's 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 not a it's yeah you know, it's not the greatest movie you'll ever see, but it's not a, a, an unpleasant movie either. It's kind of it's pretty enjoyable. Um, and yeah, Tia Sirkar, Sabine Wren is in there. Um, also, also a, a launching pad for another future star of uh, Star Wars voice acting, Josh Brenner, who is on uh, Resistance, was also in that movie. So, oh, of all things, yeah, yeah. So there you go. How about that? How about that? So, so with that, you uh, you claim three points in that final round Woo! by guessing correctly and then my guessing incorrectly. Which gives you a six to three win this round. Wow. All right. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I like this game. <laughs> I, I was about to ask your opinion on it. I was like, okay, what are what are your thoughts on, on how this game plays out? Because there is some kind of compilation involved and there is kind of a bit of a poker game involved, you know, trying to see if somebody's going to call you out on your bluff or not. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I mean... I don't, I don't really know what led to the demise. Maybe it was the lack of time and we just never got to fully integrate it into the show properly, but uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, if you played three rounds like that and then maybe had like a lightning round or something to, that could serve as the tiebreaker, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I could but, see how that could work. Yeah, I think three rounds is a nice solid uh, nice solid number there. And uh, yeah, I, I, I had fun with it. I liked it. I'd, I'd play again. It would, it, it would be fun to play in person too, where you, you add that, sort yes. of, that, that poker element of, you know, staring each other down. You could confirm nobody's Googling, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cause you'd have to come up with your names in advance. And then if somebody wanted to call you out on it, then they could get on their phones to go look up the movie that you told them about. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
exactly. I would totally play that in person. Absolutely. I would too. Yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I might have to come up with a different name for it. One, two, three is just kind of a working title. Yeah. But and it it's whatever. You could probably it was, turn, you, it could, was, you could probably turn it into a drinking game too. Oh right, because if like they call BS and it's not or something, then you take a shot. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, <laughs> dude. I would so play that. Yeah, I, I, it, it would be pretty fun. I would so play that. Okay. Um, this is this is this is going to be a little bit different now because because uh, Ben's not on the show for this little segment here. But we promised folks a top five Star Wars characters. Yeah. And you're unfortunately not going to be able to join us next week. So, no. are you willing to avail us with? your five favorite star wars characters yeah yeah i think i think i can do that in in some semblance of of an order although uh you know it, it, well it can it can probably be just in no particular yeah, order let's prefer. let's go with the in no particular order so um yeah we'll start with uh with ahsoka tano i'll throw ahsoka in there uh okay mostly because of my love of clone wars and just following that character across that series for uh five and a half seasons was a lot of fun and seeing the way the character evolved and and uh and and developed and and became really an iconic star wars character you know it just goes to show there's there's value to patience you know she may not have been your favorite character in the clone wars movie but damn by the end of season five you weren't uh invested in her arc and uh wiping a tear away as uh as she walked away from the jedi temple so uh ahsoka would be one of them uh luke skywalker cannot uh cannot go wrong with luke skywalker uh including the last jedi including the last jedi i I, that's one of the things i i think the movie actually does really well is 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 the the luke story um but just focusing on the original trilogy i love just that classic hero's journey from the the whiny farm boy all the way to the jedi hero and uh you know again i mean it's luke skywalker is the main character it's it's uh tough not to include him on the list uh i would also uh, have Jin urso from rogue one i knew that was going to be in your list yeah yeah i um i i um rogue one is a absolutely fantastic movie and uh Something about Jin always uh, always spoke to me. Not just because uh, Felicity Jones and I share the la- the same last name uh, goes <laughs> far. It's far more than that. Uh, but mm-hmm. just so- something about that character uh, and the way you know she goes from not caring to being willing to to sacrifice everything uh, over the course of that movie is uh, is a is, is a really is a really compelling story and a really powerful one. So I, I would have to include Jin on this list. Um, let's see who else do we want to include Yoda. I can't, I can't, can't go wrong with the, the inclusion of Yoda prequel. No, you pre- really can't prequel, original and sequel Yoda. Uh, even if I don't love the puppet in the last Jedi, I think his wisdom that he passes on is a, uh, a valuable lesson. And I, I do, uh, I do get chills when he starts laying into Luke there in, in the last Jedi about, you know, um, you know, teaching the the value of of failure, the greatest teacher, failure is, and the Yoda theme. Just you know, John Williams hits you with the Yoda theme. It get, get chills. But again, just again, focusing on the original trilogy, how can you not love that the wisdom 
uh, or the, just the fact that that some of the best wisdom and some of the best life advice comes from a little green puppet. Like that's that's incredible. That should be like one of the most. That, that is one of the most uh, amazing achievements of Star Wars and of George Lucas is that he was able to take something that so easily could have been uh, the laughing stock of the movie and made it into something into a, a powerful voice of, of, of wisdom and guidance uh, for, for, for generations. And uh, it's credit to, to George, to Irvin Kirshner, to Frank Oz and to Mark Hamill for, for being able to, to act against the puppet and, and be convincing. Um, so that's four. That's four. I think I got, um, Chewbacca. Let's go with Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I, I've always, we were talking about this on, on, on Star Wars Underworld last night. Um, there's something about Chewbacca that the fact that, like, you know he can beat the crap out of you and rip your arms out of their sockets and, and all that stuff, and yet he's the biggest softy. He's kind of a coward, and he's, you know, constantly making fun of Han Solo. Uh, you know, God, he's the one guy who's willing to call out Han Solo's BS. And, uh, you know, I, I, I it's just, it's Chewie. It's, 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 uh, it's so, such a, such a wonderful character. There's something so pure about Chewbacca. And I love, I love the way that he's sort of carrying forward in the sequel trilogy. And, and, um, you know, he doesn't have a ton to do in, in episode eight, but, uh, he, he does have a, I, I do love the, that moment where he's talking to Ray and, you know, she says to says to him, you know, if you see if you see Finn before I do, tell him. And she's like, not sure what to say. And Chewie growls something and we don't know what he said. And she's like, yeah, that's perfect. Tell him that <laughs> something about that, I think, is is really clever. Um, and and, uh, and and just just Chewbacca, he's, he's awesome. I, I, I don't I don't know how to put it, how else to put it into words other than Chewie's just Chewie's the best. Well, and the irony is Finn doesn't speak. Wookie. Wookie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So whatever it is he tells him is just gonna come out like like what? Huh? It's supposed to be it's supposed to be really moving and really powerful and he's like conveying emotions and he's just like, What are you saying to me right now? Yeah. What what do you mean? I don't I don't speak that. <laughs> so yeah, so uh that would be Ahsoka, Luke, Jin, Yoda, and Chewie. That's my top five. So one character from the New Age Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yep. One from the Clone Wars era into Rebels. Yep. And then three from the original trilogy. I think that's fair. Yep. yep. I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. And and really, two of them sort of span all the generations. They do. Like, they do. Like You're Yoda, right. Yoda and Chewie are, are, all, are all through all... Uh, the prequels, the OT, and the sequels. So it's you know, I like seeing them all over the place. This is true. the The more screen time you get for them, the more of them there is to appreciate. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a, that's very fair. That's very fair. Okay, so one other thing that we do sometimes. It's been a couple of years since we've done it here on the show. We did it during. Our, uh, our Star Wars marathons leading up to our Force Awakens discussion. Every episode that we discussed up until then, one through six, we tried to quote the movie from beginning to end as best we could 
and see how far we could get before somebody slipped up. I don't necessarily want to do that tonight because we'll be here for freaking ever. But I was curious. Maybe there's a movie that we both feel like we've got pretty well memorized. (laughs) And we can pick a scene from that and try and see how far back and forth we can go. And that'll be tonight's quote of the night. It'll just be a quote-a-thon. All right. Is what we call it on the show. Okay. So um, when uh, when Ben said that he didn't know The Emperor's New Groove, I got kind of upset because I can quote that movie from beginning to end. But then you said you haven't seen Lion King, which was my backup option. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. What movies do you feel like you know the script pretty well? Honestly, it's it's really only the star wars movies and even then i'm like not super confident about it like that's not something i'm I'm really like i I know all the 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 classic quotes and and all that but i'm not sure i could do i don't know if i could do an entire scene but but i'm willing to try like if we can think of a good scene from from one of the star wars movies maybe we can dramatically uh try and figure it out Oh, that's that's an interesting idea. You don't happen to have Shakespearean Star Wars on you by any chance, do you? I I could grab one. I it would, you'd, I'd need 45 seconds to go grab one. Which one should I get? I, um, I think the only one I have is uh, is a new hope. All right. Give me 45 seconds. I'll be right back. Yeah. Ditto. I got to look for my book. We're going to we're going to pause here for a second, folks. Uh, we will be right back and we will be reading from. Shakespearean Star Wars, apparently. found yourself verily a new hope by ian dosher i did indeed oh this should be really fun uh (laughs) let's see what about the scene on board the falcon okay when they're on their way to alderaan all right it's uh it starts on page 88 i believe 88 ah yes scene six space there we go Aboard the Millennium Falcon. All right. Do you just want Do you just want to alternate lines, or do you want a particular character? Well, well let's see. Okay, what characters have we got? So it says. So there's. Uh, let's see. There's Obi Wan, Luke, Han, and the chorus. C three PO, R two. It might be easier just to alternate. It might be. So we're we're. Gonna... <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go pages eighty eight through. 93 it seems if you want to do the entire scene all right i'm in in for a penny and for a pound right <laughs> and we'll just see how much of this we can get through without laughing our asses off <laughs> all right do you, do you, all why, right. Why, don't you why don't you kick it kick it off with the the chorus very well 
The instant Aldran is smashed to bits, Luke tries his lightsaber, a keen trainee. The droids and Wookiee play a game of wits, but Obi-Wan doth sense catastrophe. Now breaks my heart as though the force I sense the suffering of many wor- worthy souls. I do not, uh, I do not uh, what this doth portend, and yet I fear the worst. Good sir, how farest thou? Forsooth, a great disturbance in the force have I just felt. Twas like a million mouths cried out in fear at once, and then were gone. All hushed and quiet, silent to the last. I fear a stroke of evil hath occurred, but thou, good Luke, thy practice recommence. Enter Han Solo. Thou mayest all thy troubles now forget. The imperial knaves have been outrun at last. Well, here's a solemn gathering indeed, quite lacking in the proper gratitude. Nay, speak thou not thy thanks too heartily. Else shall thy praise go swiftly to my head. But here's the point. We shall at Alderaan arrive ere long. R2-D2 makes a move against Chewbacca in the game they play. Pray, R2, caution slow. Go for it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go for no, it. You're, you're, more, you're more than welcome to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, fair move, a fair move hath he made, thou furry lump. No, no use is there in screaming over their loss. However did I join this company? A Wookiee and a smuggler captain, oh. <clears throat> Be thou wise, droid. Mark well what thou dost. As it is said, black holes are worthy thy fear. But fear thou more of Wookiee's deadly wrath. But, sir, no proverb in the ga- or warns the galaxy of how a droid might hotly angered be. <laughs> I married to be because no droid hath e'er torn out of joint another being's arms upon a lesser insult e'en than this. But Wookiees, golden droid, are not so tame. Thy meaning, sir, doth prick my circuit boards. <laughs> <laughs> That is what Sheath had said. (laughs) 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 Mm, All right. (laughs) Let's keep going. Um, Thy meaning, sir, doth prick my circuit board. Tis best to play the fool and not the sage. To say it brief, pray the Wookiee win. (laughs) Brute. The fool I'll play with thee indeed. Yet I perceive thou and thy friend have heart. Luke continues to practice with lightsaber against the remote. Remember, Luke, the fourth doth smoothly move within the feelings of a Jedi Knight. But doth the force control one's every move? Tis somewhat so, but also the force shall obey thine every command, young Luke. Luke aside, this force by troth I'll never comprehend. It doth control, and also doth obey. And tis within, and yet it is beyond. Tis both inside, and yet outside oneself. What paradox! What fickle-natured power! Aye, frailty, thy name, belike, is force. Alack! This small remote hath struck again. All right, should, should, I, should I take Han, or do you want to continue being Han? No, 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 you can take him. All right. 
I, I'm enjoying the alternation. All right, all right. Haha, thy errant systems of belief, thy weapons ancient, and all thy mysteries, thy robes and meditation o'er the o'er the o'er the air, thy thy superstitions, thy I can't speak anymore. Thy su- I got too into it. Thy superstitions, <laughs> e'en thy precious force, cannot compare to my religion true. A trusty blaster at my side, with thus I'd say my prayers and guard my soul. Devoted fowler must thou be with such a speech. Pray tell me, pr- pilgrim reverend. Dost thou most truly disbelieve the force? A pilgrim truly said, for I have gone from galaxy to galaxy and more, yet never hath, a, has this, hath this faithful worshiper fought, uh, found aught to rec- rec- recommend the strange belief, a single force that binds the universe. T- true, tis no, po- uh, to, no power mystical of controls Han Solo's yet unfinished destiny. And so I preach the one and only faith, my simple merry tricks and all are all my gods, and nonsense is the only testament. I worship at the shrine of mine of my own soul. That's such a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan aside, a wise philosopher, if e'er there was, I'll warrant he hath character he hides. To Luke. Now, prithee, try again, and lay aside thy conscious self. Take thou this helmet thick, adorn thine eyes with silver shield opaque, and trust thine instincts only as thy guide. But surely tis a jest, for with this shield I, no- I nothing can, can I nothing now can see. How can I fight? I truly fight or walk or even stand. Without one sight but little can be done. Nay, tis in blindness doth one truly see. For eyes deceive and sight is known to lie. Let feelings be thy sight. With, Their guidance, trust. Sorry. With mind unsure, Luke readies for the fight. The small remote doth dodge most suddenly, but with calm mind, Luke blocks its lasers right. With inner eye, the force has let him see. Hurrah! Thou canst do it. Tis luck no more. Experience has taught me much, dear man, and none of it hath shown me aught of luck. To find success against a small remote is well, and taketh skill, I do confess. To find success against a living soul, however, also taketh excellence. The console beeps. It seemeth we draw near to Alderaan. Exit Han Solo and Chewbacca. I did feel something, Obi-Wan, tis true. It seems I fixed my soul's own eye on the remote. Seems, young one? Nay, thou didst. <laughs> Didst. Um, didst. Didst. There we go. Didst. 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 Nay. Nay, that. <laughs> nay. I'm just going to start that all over again. Seems, young one. Nay, thou didst. Thou, think thou not seems? Thou hast thy first step taken into a, uh, toward a world far greater than thou can, uh, can stand. Canst uh, un- now canst understand. Exit Luke, <laughs> Luke C3PO and R2D2. And thus begins, if I have seen alright, his transformation into a Jedi Knight. Exit Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, where is our Tony Award, I dare say? <laughs> My goodness. A round of applause. And also, I kind of want this to actually end up on the on the stage. I do, yeah. Like yes. I would I would pay good money and get all dressed up to go watch people perform Star Wars in this Shakespearean method. Oh, absolutely. I think it would be hilarious. I want I want to do more. Just, of, I just I kind of like I just kind of want to do more of the <laughs> of this. <laughs> well, I mean, we could pick another scene if you like. How long you got? 
Screw it. Let's keep going. It's already one thirty. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I know. Sleep. Right? <laughs> All right. What's, oh. what's what's a good scene? Oh man, I'm not sure. Maybe. Let me see. What have we got Ooh. here? Page uh, one twenty nine. One twenty nine. What's on one twenty nine? Vader and Obi Wan. Ooh. What if we? That's that's a lot of soliloquies. <laughs> what if we did? What if we did? Um, I'm looking here. Is this the? I was trying to find the trash compactor scene. Oh, that would be good. Okay, I think I found it. This is kind of everything from when they. Yeah, I think this is. Yeah, from one one sixteen. Scene four. Scene four. Yeah, inside the Death Star. Let me see. It's kind of a. It's a little bit of a long one. How long does it go? Sixteen to one twenty-three. That is a long scene. Maybe we should do something shorter. Oh man. <laughs> and then on 124, he's holding a stormtrooper helmet. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Why is this? Do, 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 do. Scene seven is only one. All right. What, what, what page? Two. It's like it's like three full pages. Okay, is this the? Oh, okay, this is a <laughs> in inside the Lars homestead. Homestead. Wait, what page are you on? Oh, I'm looking at thirty six. What page are you on? I was on one twenty nine. One twenty nine. We could right. do the, we could do the homestead. What's one What's one twenty nine? Maybe it's better. Vader, Vader and Ben. Yeah, let's do Vader and Ben. That's just two characters, anyways. <laughs> Right, right. It allows for well. I mean, Luke and Leia are in there a little bit too. Okay, but well, that, that's that's all right. So okay, why don't uh, do you want to do Vader or do you want to do Obi Wan? Uh, I can I can be Vader. All right, you be <coughs> you be Vader. I'll be Obi Wan. Uh, you, you be Luke. I'll be Leia. And okay, I need to start making notes. Yeah. C three PO's in there too. So Vader, I'll, I'll, I'll take three PO. I'll take three. I'll take three PO, and you take R two. Vader, Luke, R two, and I think Han's in there for one line. Yeah. Uh, since Han, yes. Han, Leia, Han, chorus. Okay, so one person gets Han, one person gets the chorus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um. Since since R two since Han talks after R two. I guess, uh, I'll be Han. And I'll be the chorus. Yeah. Okay. The chorus. All right. Scene seven. Inside the Death Star, we're we're taking this so seriously. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're dishing out parts and all this. Sort of stuff. Oh, now I gotta like remember my cues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scene seven, page one twenty nine. Inside the Death Star. Chorus. While droids do worry o'er their master's fate, Han and Chewbacca make their swift escape. While Luke and Leia now in safety wait. A mighty final duel taketh shape. Enter Darth Enter. Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi with stormtroopers watching. <clears throat> For certain I have waited, Obi-Wan. And now at last we meet together here. 
Our destinies, once and for all fulfilled, the circle of our lives is now complete. A student was I when I left thee last, but now I am the master over thee. Thou art a master, Darth, I know tis true, but only evil hast thou mastered yet. <laughs> they duel, which is a classic George Lucas uh, um, action description in a script. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably pulled straight out of the Lucas script and just plugged into here. Oh, yeah. In time, thy powers have become weak, old man. And yet thou cannot, or canst, and yet thou canst not win, I'll warrant Darth. For if thou strike me down, e'en now, e'en here, I shall more great and powerful become than e'er thou hast imagined possible. I tell thee plain, thou shouldst not have returned. Chorus. What noble battle passes twixt these men? Lightsabers rage from Sith and Jedi Knight. No more courageous battle hath there begun. Tis like the day does combat with the night. Now whilst the two in conflict strike their blows, the others come that they the ship may find. At first Han Solo with Chewbacca shows, then Luke and Princess Leia just behind. Did we not just leave this fight? Or did we not just leave? Did we not? Sorry. <laughs> did we not just this fighting party leave? Where are enter Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia uh, with them? Where hast thou been? We did some old friends meet, but finding them unfriendly ha- have both vowed to find far truer, better friends henceforth. <laughs> <laughs> hast thou seen any problems with the ship? It seemeth fine if we may approach and get beyond the stormtroopers. I then my fondest hope is that thine Obi Wan hath vanquished the wicked tractor beam. <laughs> Behold, what ease the stormtroopers go hence! Now it is our escape. Good R two D two, come. I will. He now be leading me. <laughs> Beep squeak. Fly, fly, good friends, unto the ship. Make haste. As. Everyone unto the ship draws nigh. Young Luke sees Obi-Wan trade slice with slice. And Ben Kenobi, catching young Luke's eye, prepares to make a gracious sacrifice. A Jedi is not made of fear or hate, but must a nobler counterbalance display. It is a lesson learned in times gone by that I shall still teach myself unto this day. Full many years I've spent within thoughts of this, the instant when Darth Vader I'd confront. But now my thirst for retribution's cold, while sweet forgiveness doth my spirit taste. I know if, I know I cannot win the battle, this battle here, nor would I wish to slay this ki- the kindly man who surely still within this black shell lives. And so unto this death I'll go, this sleep, this sleep that promises the dream of peace this undiscovered galaxy wherein i'll know at last tranquility of heart but ere i die i'll one last lesson teach i shall in this my final moment set a keen example for the universe that future generations may yet know the valor and strength of jedi knights put thy lightsaber now obi-wan and show thyself a jedi to this son obi-wan raises lightsaber and is killed by darth vader chorus the cry of nay escapes luke's trembling lip and stormtroopers turn round to see him there a battle great begins for the ship as to the falcon these brave souls repair 
But ere the group departs amid the fray, Luke hears the voice of Obi-Wan inside. Pray run, Luke, run, the inner voice doth say. And Luke, the Death Star, leaves with force as guide. This is fun. I like that. And scene. If you guys ever want to do this on the SWU sometime, please let me know. Yeah, we might. We might have to. We might have to. This is good. I like it. Like, like maybe just like a scene a week or something until we get through the whole book. Oh man! And then, and then as soon as we finish that, we'd hit, hit head right on to the Empire Doth Strike Back or whatever, or the Empire Strikes yes. Back or man, Returneth of Yon Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi Doth Return. I think it is. That's the one. Uh, That's the. One. Then the Phantom of Menace clones attack. Thou Sith of the Revenge. The Force Doth and Awaken. I was about to say the Force Awakens has one, doesn't it? Yeah, so does so does Last Jedi. We could get we could get through all all eight saga films. Oh, we could go man. through all eight saga films in time for Episode Nine. <laughs> I was about to say, depending on how many scenes are in each book and how how quickly you feel like you can get through it. Oh man, oh, man. this might. I mean, I know we don't really have enough time for another podcast, <laughs> but this is man. almost its own show. It pretty could. It pretty much could be, especially with like the whole delegating roles to different people. Like you start coming up with the different voices, and you're coming up with like the different countenances, yeah. and you know maybe when you get to a chorus, you can have like two different people record them separately and then like stitch them together so that it actually sounds like a chorus. Yeah. Oh man, man. the thoughts the thoughts and possibilities abound. If only we had enough time to get them all out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it is getting rather late. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the last discussion of the evening. We've talked about it a little bit in certain sections based on the questions that have been presented to us. But we're going to go ahead and just dive into it full-fledged now. So if you are still live with us and you're listening, go ahead and put it in the chat. If you're listening on social media, go find us at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And start using that hashtag on social media. You can put it in all those different places and we will find it and we will talk about it. But it's time to talk about it one more time on episode 208 of the IPC Podcast. It's time for hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue, 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 Okay, so here's here's the question that I am going to pose to you tonight, Dom. And uh, I literally just came up with it while the intro was playing. So okay. I don't know how lively this discussion is going to be. We'll find out. <laughs> if all else fails, we'll just read another scene from, from Shakespeare's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would probably be a little bit more entertaining, but we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, so... Um, I have an idea in mind. I have I have a, I have a particular person in mind, but um, I wanna I wanna know your thoughts on this. Okay. 
Which fictional character would you most want to attend a barbecue cookout should they host one? Oh, man. Which fictional character? (laughs) I mean, it could be somebody from a TV show. It could be an animated series. It could be a movie. It can be a book. It It can come from anywhere. But if like one of your favorite characters was to host a cookout, man, who do you think it who do you think it would be, and would you attend it? It would probably be Uncle Owen. Oh, that's a little too close to home. <laughs> he didn't just host the barbecue; he was the barbecue. Damn it! You know, I remember a couple of years ago we were talking about this. On Star Wars Underworld, would you ra- we were doing the old game of Star Wars, would you rather, and it was, would you rather have dinner with the Emperor or Jabba the Hutt? And I said Jabba the Hutt, because there would probably be some good food, and there would be a lot of it. So I think a, a barbecue cookout hosted by Jabba the Hutt would be pretty cool, as long as I managed not to piss him off and get thrown in the Rancor pit. Yeah, that's the thing. You've got to be in good graces. But if you are in his good graces, then yeah, he's going to lavish gifts and food and women upon you just all over the place. Like mm-hmm. that. I I could see that. Yeah. I, and and I'd be curious to see what kind of creatures he ends up barbecuing. Mm-hmm. Cuz I mean, obviously Bantha's probably a staple, but uh there was an episode of The Clone Wars where they had uh deep-fried Nuna legs, so he might have some barbecued Nuna imported perhaps. Um man, th- th- that 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 alone is a completely separate conversation. What kind of <laughs> fictional Star Wars universe creature would you most want to to taste at a barbecue? That that's probably just something we need to say for another episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh for me, it's pretty simple, really. I want to go to a traditional Ron Swanson barbecue. Mm. When he has those cook-offs with Chris in Parks and Rec, when he actually hosts the the barbecue extravaganza and he wants to like prepare the pig in front of everybody, like you're not going to get any fresher meat than that right there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So good, I, I actually answer. went to a... I went to a barbecue restaurant not long ago. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. I was at a job fair, and there was a barbecue restaurant in the complex where the job fair was being hosted. And it had some amazing, amazing barbecue. Like it was nice. Sliced. It was sliced brisket that like just came right off of the slab on a wooden table behind the desk, like where you were ordering from. Absolutely amazing, amazing barbecue. The sauce was cold, which I'm kind of upset by. But other than that, it was a fantastic dining experience. And while you're waiting in line, they've got like a wall of fame of sorts, I suppose. Okay. And there's like different people who have eaten at this place, I think. And one of the pictures that they have is of full mustached Nick Offerman wearing a barbecue hat. Yes. (laughs) And I'm just going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Ron Swanson, my idol. And that whole concept of taking a bite into a burger with no toppings or nothing, it's just the meat and the bread. Mm. And 
like he didn't put any fancy preparation into it. It was just the meat and he allowed the meat to tell the story like that. <clears throat> that sounds like the best kind of barbecue to have. Hey, I'm, I, I'm somebody who, as you know, I, I, I want my, my burgers to just be burger bun, no other accoutrements. So that's you're, you're talking right up my alley with something like that. Oh man. Uh, this is this is the sucky part of the night where if you didn't have a decent dinner, you start getting really stinking hungry about this time. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to kind of cut through all of the different plugs. I mean, I kind of talked about where you can find us on social media. You can find Ben at Ben Hart with no E. You can find me at Zach underscore DFW. Dominic, your handle is Dominic J 25. Correct. Correct. And uh, next weekend is New York Comic Con. So I'll have lots of fun stuff up there from that. Ooh, yes. Be sure to follow him to keep up with the live posts from that and all the news and announcements. If you're looking for news and announcements and casting information and anything else from the Star Wars universe, you can find that at StarWarsUnderworld.com. You can also find episodes of the IPC podcast on there as well. You can also find us on iTunes and Google Play and our hosting site, Podbean, ipcpodcast.podbean.com is the best place to have our entire archive and be able to access it anytime, anywhere. That's right. The Podbean app is on both iTunes and Google Play. So go find it and go listen to us. Get caught up if you've missed a few episodes because we've got another awesome episode in store for you next week. Uh, but I think that may be it for what we've got tonight. Dominic, thank you for legging it out as long as we went tonight. <laughs> I know that it's super late out there on the East Coast, but this was a fun one, and it was definitely fun because of all the awesome stuff that was submitted to us by listeners and from help from yourself. Oh, thank you. It was it was so much fun to be part of. I, I always love coming on and chatting with you guys, whether it's about Harry Potter, John Williams, or reciting William Shakespeare's Star Wars verily a new hope it was uh, a lot of fun and uh that's something i don't know man we might need to do more of that uh man i'm telling you off the air we might have to be talking about something that's being put in the works yeah or something or something down the pipe this isn't so. this isn't just a pipe dream anymore this is nope. something i might actually want to invest some time in that would be pretty cool it might be but, a realistic dream podcast <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. You made it all come full circle. Full circle. Okay. Time time to drop the mic and call it a night. Episode 208 is officially in the books for the now departed Ben Hart and for Dominic Jones. I'm Zach Arnold. Thank you for tuning in with us tonight. We hope that you'll tune in next week. But until then, we just want to leave you with this closing thought. A failure in planning is a plan for failure. And we hope that you plan to join us next week on IPC. But until then, good night, everyone. <laughs>